In the city, wait. I guess not really in the city, in the suburb. You must fight to survive at the very end of the movie. Otherwise, it's a lot of just uh, staring at each other. But it's actually pretty good. <laughs> That's right. For the very first time ever, I watched Copland. Uh, also, we'll get to it, but De Niro says Copland at one point in this movie. Yes. I go, ah, he said it. That's the same <laughs> note too, bro. <laughs> we had so many good times and some bad. Share the happiness, share the sad. We suffered all, all the miseries. Back when I had you, girl, you had me. But when you saw something bad. Want it next to your pretty little flesh Like a sewer in the rain It all went down the drain You and I What is up, everybody? Welcome to Clear Tented Classics, the show where I, your host, Jake Ryan Baker, watch classic movies for the very first time and give my nostalgia-free opinions on that today is a very special episode. It's a regular episode uh, where I haven't seen the movie. Uh, Justin, had you seen this movie before? Uh, I've seen like a small piece of I saw the uh, scene where uh, uh, Rappaport's and them on, on the bridge and Rappaport jumps and like I saw... Um, like I saw the scene where they get pulled over and they hide him in the back seat. That was the extent of what I've seen of this okay. movie. So we're kind of in a weirdly similar boat where neither of us had watched the full movie, but we'd seen bits and pieces of it. So I guess we're both uh, fresh to this. Uh, and as you guys heard, I haven't introduced him uh, yet, but uh, sometimes I like playing around with the format a little bit, but uh, Justin Richard is back on the show. They should know by now, just saying. <laughs> you already know he's back on the show. Uh, for once, we might have a little bit of a break between uh, your episodes, though, because I, I've recorded, I think, three or four episodes recently in between mm -hmm. the last time we've recorded. So, Well, it's been a while, too. The holidays kind of killed any free time I had to come do this. Like, yeah. I even had, to, when I messaged you about doing this today, I was like, Oh shit! Me and Jake were gonna do. I was like, me and Jake were gonna do a movie. What were we gonna do again? And I had to scroll up. It's like Copland. Yes, let me reach out. Your suggestion. Yes. Well, no, that that was forever ago. But you're like, okay. I said, uh, let me check my schedule because we had we had the we had a uh, like get-togethers, Thanksgiving get-togethers, family, friends for, and then there was like a three-day period before Thanksgiving. But I'm like, I'm gonna be so fucking busy that week. It's like I don't even want to try cram one of these in one day. And sure. So yeah, so and then I had a lot of other random shit happening. I had to get I had to get my rim fix on my uh, vehicle, oh. and then I had to fix my shower too. So it was uh, pretty crammed up last couple weeks. What uh, uh, what had what 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 made Copland float to the top for you? Oh, uh, definitely for me, it's the cast probably more than anything. And I had always heard about it, and you know, I mean, very. I just I I forgot until I watched it that De Niro was in it. Really, I remember <laughs> I remember seeing his name probably when I originally looked at it. But then I for, by the time I watched it, I forgot. Then he starts with the voice. I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot about that." But the cast, um, 
big on cop movies. I think that's the majority of the movies we've done, I think, are cop movies, I think. Yeah, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Yeah, De Niro, what, what a sweet gig he had on this movie. This is like a classic. He shot three days, and mm-hmm. then they threw him in the VO booth, because yes. inexplicably, he's the narrator of the film. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, My first note is, uh, he should do more of this. Cause oh, he, he, I mean, he voice. does. He, like... He, uh, like that's why they use him in all those like gangster movies where he like talks over the top of them. Yeah, casino immediately jumps in my head because that's yeah. uh, just his the way he talks and like when he gets yelling, yelling at people. It's like he knows how to fucking get your attention. <laughs> I mean, he's he's in like three scenes in this movie and they're all like fucking bangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's amazing in this yes. movie. G- great name too, Mo. Like Mo Tilden uh, or something like that. He doesn't look like a Mo. That's a pretty poor name. <laughs> with the, with just the stash, he has like I think he's got slight Mo vibes. <laughs> I wanted to criticize the stash, but I think it was supposed to take place in like the seventies or something. No, no, no. It, was, it was modern. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which for some reason I thought this was an eighties movie too. So I'm trying to find it. It's like holy shit, this was shot in ninety six. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of the cast, I guess you know the thing we were talking about before we hit record on this as we were sort of going through the cast i mean do you want to just jump straight into it yeah let's jump into it that's like the main thing about this thing that catches your eye i want to i do want to be better about this you think i could like get better at podcasting i've been doing it for like fucking three (laughs) years or something at this point but uh just people haven't seen copland it's like like i was doing an episode with my friend braun and we were probably like 40 minutes in the episode he's like well you know if people haven't seen this thing we should probably tell them what it's about and i was like yeah yeah so if you guys haven't seen copland essentially it's like this slow burn cop drama with like light thriller elements and like a, a, a the teeniest little spice of action uh yes, here is here is the here is the plot summary if you people are interested the sheriff of a suburban new jersey community populated by new york city police officers slowly discover the town is a front for mob connections and corruption yeah, the mob connection element is yeah. something that it's like it barely matters. No, I, don't, like, I still don't understand it. It's basically what happened was uh, the mob is paying all the cops off to look the other way, and that's how they're like affording the, the lifestyle that they have is is what's like insinuated. It doesn't really matter in the in the long term, but negative. It's just uh, it's like. But, but the, that's doing... the thing is, this movie actually has a lot of like details and like flavor that you don't necessarily need, but I think it really rounds out the world where you just like, so all these guys are just like legitimately corrupt. And also like the, 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 what do you call it when someone like sells houses? Uh, uh real estate? Yeah. Or... The real estate company that they all buy their houses from is like i think like a shady mob front too or something uh, like that, that. Makes sense. uh <laughs> but yeah so there's this suburb in new jersey de niro in the opening narration explains it they do this big old expo dump at the beginning where they say if you want to be a cop in new york you have to live in new york but if you technically are a transit cop there's this loophole and so they've created this they've created this sort of town in garrison new jersey the, it's basically the titular cop land where almost half the population is just police officers and they mm-hmm. just run rampant and do whatever they want. And our lead character, Sly Stallone, is the sheriff of 
a town that's just nothing but cops yes. <laughs> and it creates this really weird juxtaposition and also it's a thing of throwing to where he he hasn't has an admiration for cop he really wants to be a cop but... yeah yeah he, that was like his dream but because he's deaf in one ear somehow that means you can't be a cop i guess I, little did you know jake you could never be a cop apparently. yeah unfortunately that was my dream uh, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i wanted to protect that thin blue line uh and, instead i just post about it on social media all the time <laughs> uh, from my from my banned twitter account <laughs> oh your twitter account got banned i got hacked i got uh, hacked by like some kind of crypto bot and it hmm. it got banned and i keep I, i've sent a couple emails and they just never have helped me and i'm just like whatever i don't need to be Fuck, on twitter anyway fucking elon is x man okay get it right <laughs> yeah i know fucking holy shit uh, <laughs> but yeah so it's like it's uh what ends up happening is stallone is forced to sort of like reckon with do i do the right thing because these cops are basically doing this elaborate scam where they're pretending one of their guys who shot some people they're hiding him and pretending he's dead and they're doing and also like the more he looks into it the more they're just they're up to just all sorts of corrupt shit and stallone's kind of just let let it go by for years and years and when we pick up this movie it's it's a movie that's about him deciding to stop letting them get away with everything essentially uh and so that, that's like the rough plot but you know speaking of stallone speaking of all these guys like I think we gotta. I think we gotta talk. Uh, we, we gotta. We gotta talk cast because this ca is like. I, I do think that one of the biggest things about this movie is the cast is just bonkers, insane. Uh, it's crazy. Oh, and uh, I don't even know where to like pick up. I'm. I, I'm on IMDb right now. The first one that's I'm scrolling past that I definitely recognize is Tony Sirico, uh, Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos. He never actually shows up in the movie, but he's uh, you see a lot of pictures of him. <laughs> I'm on Wikipedia, and the first one listed is uh, Sly Stallone. Oh, you want to start from the top? Usually we, usually we go like... Uh, we can do bottom just a second there. I just yeah. had to burp off, can't, off mic there. <laughs> well, thanks for letting everybody know. Well, it's not flattering, I know. <laughs> uh, so there's like this scumbag lawyer that's like trying to protect the cops in that interview scene that guy's played by bruce altman hmm. he looked pretty familiar to me he but sounds familiar I yeah i think he's like a classic i think he was on the sopranos we should probably just get ahead of it unless it's unless it's the only thing you, saw, you know that i saw i saw uh I, it's a pretty much whoever did the casting this one did a had to do casting for hbo yeah because i saw sopranos i saw the wire and i saw oz and i saw a lot of those tnt new york cop shows it's well, pretty it's I, very it's a very new york heavy casting is what it is yeah i think it's a classic case of like the whatever casting director they used for this is like they were just pulling every actor that was in new york into the movie <laughs> it's the same like when you watch chicago movies you tend to see similar faces because they're like uh, it's like well yeah this guy's played a chicago cop in like 37 movies <laughs> you see a lot of dennis farina yeah like the baby dennis farina is like uh but i we'll, we'll just say it like blanket statement almost unless uh the sopranos is the only thing you know them from we'll just say like Literally everybody in this movie was on The Sopranos at one point or another. Except uh, for the big names. Yeah, except for the super big ones. Uh, here's one that's fun. There's a guy named Robert Castle, and I'm seeing that he was in Sleepers. Hmm. Uh, I don't super recognize him. Uh, say who he is? The, he's the pastor at the funeral. Ah. 
Uh, I assume he was probably a pastor in the movie. Uh, let's see here. Let's get into some of the more interesting ones. Uh, oh, yeah, here's, here's, here's a great one to start with, sort of, is uh, <laughs> M-E-T-H-O-D, man. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Uh, my boy Method Man. Oh, yes, that was a surprise. <laughs> that scene confused me very well. I'll get into that. But, yeah, this was his first movie, I think, wasn't it? Uh, maybe, uh, it's pretty, it probably would be pretty early for him. I don't necessarily really know him from his movie stuff. Well, he shows up sometimes in stuff and I'm like, oh shit, it's Method Man. And he actually is like, I'm never sad to see him. He's like a surprisingly decent actor. Yes. He's up there with the one that's pretty good. He hasn't bad, good average, but he's not, he's, he's not bad when he comes on there. He's not. Yeah. He's, he reminds me a little bit of common. Oh, he's. Uh, third movie okay he's he had two other movies before that uh he reminds me a little bit of common in the hmm. sense that like they're i know them from music but they're actually pretty good actors uh i mean i think most people probably know method man from like how high and, and uh for <laughs> yeah how high is definitely i feel like that was like his where he actually had first starring movie um trying to think why I, there's some movies i i I like him from Belly too. That's a movie's a guilty. Mm. That's a really guilty pleasure for me. That movie. Sure. For me though, it's like it's pretty easy. I I know him from his music. I was like I was a huge Wu Tang Clan fan growing up, and I I like Method Man. And then the other thing I'll say is he is uh, a major major character in the Def Jam mm. games. Uh, I think he was usually he hit. All for some reason, all the biggest rappers in that game didn't go by their names. They had like code names, and I think he's Blaze. Well, I, the first Def Jam, all the rappers had their own names. After yeah. That. Well, the second Def Jam, he was. Bla I what's crazy about this? I was really looking up Def Jam randomly, looking up the Def Jam video games, and he, he's Blaze in the second one. And then the third one, he's Gooch. He's Gooch in yes. the third one. Yes, that's his name. Uh, I know he's Blaze in the second one because Def Jam Fight for New York is genuinely one one of my favorite video games ever. I actually downloaded an emulator and played through the whole game this year. Uh, and I was and Bla blaze is a good character. He's fun. And then, you know, red, red man and method man were like a duo for a while. So much so that people don't realize that red man's not actually a Wu Tang yeah, clan. Everybody guy. Thought, everybody thought, I thought he was when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was all. I was always and, happy to correct people on and, that. And method man also just bring up, cause we talk about Sopranos in the wire as well. Oh yeah, sure. And he he was on Law and Order as well. That's in the big I says those New York cop shows and Yeah. Uh he's 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 like good in this movie. He's scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you're like he's he's very intense. Great look too. They just like really decked him out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like what an outfit he's yeah. wearing. <laughs> uh but yeah, Doc is Redman in the in the uh Def Jam universe. Uh see if I can flex my Wu-Tang Clan knowledge. Uh, uh, I think I can name all the members of the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm -hmm. uh, you got RZA, Jizza, Ghostface Killer, uh, uh, Raekwon the Chef, Inspector Deck, uh, Old Dirty Bastard, mm -hmm. uh, Master Killer. Um, I said RZA, Jizza, mm -hmm. old ODB. Who am I missing? Inspector Deck, Raekwon, uh, terrible content I, I thought i because the thing is they they list them all in a song and i started to try to do the cadence and i lost it it's like Ghostface killer master ghost killer the master killer raekwon the chef rizza jizza 
because uh, they, they say it in the Method Man song, and M-E-T-M-O-M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Uh, Capadonna was their 10th member for a while, but he mm-hmm. wasn't in the OG9 lineup. Shit, this sucks. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. <laughs> Rizza Jizza, ODB, Inspector Deck, Ghostface Killer, Master Killer, Method Man, Raekwon the Chef. I'm missing one. Yeah, you're missing one. Who am I missing? Fuck. Mmm, uh, it's going to bug me. Uh, you're, I take it you're looking at a list. Yes, I'm looking at a list right now. You're missing one. And I even got Capadonna. Who am I missing? Where's the Jizza Ghostface Killer? On the chef, inspect the deck. I'm gonna have to cut all of this. This is <laughs> terrible. Who am, I, who am I missing? You God. You God. Oh, I was never gonna get that. <laughs> I forgot you God. Yeah. <laughs> one. I think maybe one of the lesser uh, known members. Right. <laughs> I never heard of him. Speaking of uh, rappers turned actors, uh, RZA. Uh, always, yes. always happy to see him show up and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Can't remember the last movie I've seen him in. He was doing those Man with the Iron Fist movies yeah, for, I haven't, for a second. Yeah, I still haven't seen those. <laughs> I haven't seen the second one. Were those like Dave Bautista's film debut? Mm, I don't know. He was in a really shitty movie with Rob Van Dam, I remember. <laughs> Rob Van Dam. Yes. Rob Van Dam. You have a guy named Terry Serpico. Doesn't uh, seem super recognizable to me. Um, I was looking him up just now. Um, He's been in some stuff. Yeah. Like he's been in Law and Order, uh, Yellow. He's apparently in Yellowstone. I haven't yeah, seen that. Yeah, show I've, a show I've never watched. <laughs> I watched a couple. I think I watched three seasons. Yeah, I gotta get back on that. I'm currently uh, watching the new season of Fargo with my father. Hmm. We are we are watching that show together. <laughs> I need to watch uh, Jack Reacher's back as well. I need to watch the new season of that. Oh and, yeah, yeah, and then um with Buff Jack Reacher. Yes, with a uh, freaking Thad from Blue Mountain State still cracked me up. Uh, John Vent- Ventimiglia. Uh, Supra- I only know him from The Sopranos. Sopranos He's yeah. Archie. Uh, Frank Pellegrino. Uh, so, uh, sounds really familiar. What he's, do he's I in know? Good, he's in Goodfellas. Uh, I feel like I know him from something, though. Let me see here. Uh, let's get into the ones I actually know. Uh, Paul Calderon. Uh, He's ba- he's barely in the movie, but he's pretty memorable. He's the EMT that fu- hmm. fucking chucks the Uzi into the river. He's like, yeah. "Here's what I think about your fucking Uzi." He just like <laughs> chucks it. So good. Uh, he's apparently in Pulp Fiction, but I don't remember him being in yeah, Pulp Fiction. Oh, uh, he's uh, I think he's no, that's Marvin. Is he one of the people that gets killed? Maybe in the that um, would that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I uh, think he's uh one of the, I can't remember. I thought he was Marvin for a second, but no. His name's Paul. Oh, he must be the, uh, he's the bartender. Cause there's uh, that, there's that line. He's like, uh, his line is my name is Paul and this shit's between y'all. And he just mm-hmm. like walks away. So he's the bartender. That's funny. Uh, oh, that's funny. He, uh, I was just, uh, so, uh, he was, in, he was in the movie out of sight with the other one with, uh, George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez in it. And he played Raymond Cruz, which I did not realize, uh, Elmore Leonard, I'm a big fan of his, uh, uh, right, he wrote the character Raylan Givens for Justified. Well, they made a uh, they made a new they made a new Justified series based on it was it's not supposed to be Raylan in it, but they kind of put him in the middle of a Elmore Leonard story, just get the same vibes, and he plays Raymond Cruz in the TV show as well. Oh, that's funny. Like, that's funny. Uh, on my on the IMDb list, I'm I'm up to Edie Falco now. Yeah, it's, uh Sopranos. She was in a couple other things. I, I she was in Oz. Really, I remember. I, I really knew her from Oz before I knew her from Sopranos, really. Yeah, I told you before we started, the thing that I definitely knew her from was my family watched a lot of Nurse Jackie uh, 
growing up. That was just a show I watched a lot. She plays like a pilled out nurse in that. Obviously, she's the most recognizable from The Sopranos, mm -hmm. as uh, <laughs> as a main would put it. <laughs> yes. The, uh, the, the bitch wife. The bitch it. wife. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I noticed there's, I saw a list recently of uh, the most hated characters in fiction, and it was like a top 10 list, and over half the list was like wives from like shows like it was it was like skylar from breaking bad I've never seen breaking bad yet, and so. like it, i think one of them was maybe edie falco uh i was like it's just a bunch of men that are mad that what? the wives because it's like well that's Sky, skylar is like a despised character because she but the thing is like when you watch this show it's like she wasn't i mean i i didn't love her or anything but it's like it's like fucking uh why, why brian cranston's like making meth and she was like i don't think this is cool and everyone's well, like what a bitch <laughs> well because we don't like our like the same thing happened with this terrible bring up but i watched the tv show arrow because we don't like our we don't like our main character getting comfortable and settling down we want him to be the guy we fell in love with at the beginning of the show right so anytime someone comes along it's like hey how about we don't do this and we have this boring life together now it's like fuck that i need something new <laughs> uh like, robert de niro's uh partner is uh malik uh I, Yo, malik yoba malik yoba why did i say malik weird that's weird that my brain went there yeah uh, he's in uh nypd blue uh new york undercover uh he's in cool i know him from cool runnings yeah I know him that's from. what i know him from as well i didn't realize his name was yule brenner and yeah. that's very weird uh they, they make a joke have you seen that movie yeah, it's yeah been they a make, long a, time, they make a joke about it though because they asked him his name and uh, they go Yule Brenner, then John Candy in the background. I was like, 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 what the fuck kind of name is that? Uh, here's a here's a bit. Frank Vincent. Yeah, If you've seen any mob movie, yes. uh, <laughs> you've seen Frank Vincent. Yes. I, I know him as Phil Leotardo. <laughs> he's in Goodfellas. He's in Casino. He's in The Sopranos. He's in Raging Bull. He always cracked uh, up. We just in some random movies. Like I remember he was. In some random movie, he was the father of Jeff Raniston randomly. I remember being like, <laughs> "It's always like jarring when one of those guys yeah. shows up." That you're like, "Yeah, I guess you could be a dad, but like, why aren't you like like uh, putting like a like a piano wire it's like, it's over like someone's whenever, throat right now?" Yeah, it's like whenever like they sh they introduce uh, like an a, a famous athlete's family or his dad or something, and, like say they're from New York, like. Oh, I know he was going, and they have the accent. It's like he's either a dad or he's about to go like, oh, commit a murder or something. <laughs> uh, I don't super recognize this guy, but pretty high on the list is John Spencer. Uh, he's he was apparently on West Wing for he's like on West Wing for years and stuff like that. He's apparently uh, dead too. Apparently, he's an older guy. Oh, uh, I know who he. Is. He looks familiar. I. He was in War Games, which is a movie I kind of like, and he's also in The Rock. Uh, oh, that's where I know him from. He's uh, <laughs> uh, Womack. Okay, I show that Womack, you piece of shit. The uh, uh, Harvey Keitel's wife in this movie is this woman named Kathy Moriarty. She seems super familiar to me, but apparently she's most well known for being in Raging Bull, which is a movie that is occurring to me. I've never sat and watched all of. So mm, me neither. I, I when I was looking at her stuff she'd been in on letterboxd i noticed she was in the movie uh but i'm a cheerleader which is a favorite of mine but i didn't remember her from that movie but i guess i'll just mention it 
uh, Noah Emmerich, who yeah. is apparently Roland Emmerich's brother. Oh, uh, uh, who's <laughs> Roland Emmerich? He's like a famous director. He made like Independence Day. Uh, he makes all those disaster movies. He's in, he's in a lot of cop movies, I believe, because I know he was in oh, the- Noah, Noah Emmerich. Noah Emmerich fucking works. Oh, yeah. Like he has been in a lot of shit. Uh, and, I, know, and, I know him from uh, Pride and Glory, and uh, he played a funny guy. He played like a funny character in some movies. I'm trying to find it. He's apparently in the Americans, and he's really good in that. But I've never seen it. I when I was looking at his list, there was definitely uh, and, the, and the whole point of the Rorschach test is like the first thing that comes to mind. I 100 percent know what I know him from. It's the it's the Truman Show. <laughs> he's 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 uh, Jim Carrey's friend. That all they always send in him in with like a six pack of beers, like, hey, uh, how's everything going? And he'll just like show up randomly. <laughs> I'm to find the movie I would know him for because I, because I remember seeing him in Pride and Glory. That's the one I always talk about where uh, it's got uh, Edward Norton as the good guy and Colin oh, Farrell. Oh, sure, sure. Colin Farrell is the bad guy in a weird role reversal. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to see what I knew. He was in a movie where he was supposed to be like a funny guy. Oh, I think I, not funny, I guess, but I just, I've seen the movie Miracle a fuck ton. He's, uh, plays a uh, old the, hockey player Craig yeah, Patrick. The, ho- the hockey movie yes yeah i love that movie i was i was the, all those hockey movies get jumbled in my head i just did a movie that had paul newman in it recently mm-hmm. and like i think i grew up watching Slapshot. uh and, that's one of, that's a sports movie i've never seen it's good hmm. Sla- slap shot's really good i mean i can make if i do a sports movie we'll do that on a reverse episode maybe i'll add it to the list mm, it's it's been so long since i've seen it it would be practically like watching a new movie yeah, we can add it to that list then. I, I just have like a i just have like a in my head i've seen slap shot and i liked it <laughs> it's like i'll have to watch it it's a i will say it's a 70s movie uh yeah. it's like 70s hockey but uh this is one that i think is it's uh, this one's tough uh annabelle uh sora Sayora, Sayora, that's a name she plays Liz in the movie, mm-hmm. the the woman that like uh, Stallone's kind of in love with. Mm-hmm. She's got a really tough uh, story because she's a uh, she's a uh, Harvey Weinstein victim, ah. um, and he kind of like ruined her career. Yeah, uh, it kind of shows like 2006 and nothing, and um, yeah, she uh, Sopranos. She, she was the lead in Jungle Fever, uh, yeah. um, that Spike Lee movie where I, I think Wesley is it Wesley Snipes? Yeah, it's Wesley Snipes. Yeah. He like sleeps with a white woman, and that's like the plot. It's like supposed to be a big <laughs> deal, apparently. It's like, huh? Uh, most people would know her as the uh, she's briefly Tony Soprano's mistress for a while. She throws yes. a fucking steak at him. <laughs> she's just that. like, you take, if you're going to go take your fucking steak with you. And she just chucks it and hits him in the back. Is she I, the, is she the, uh, one they meet to, she's like a psycho. He meets to his therapy session. Well, she's a car salesman. Uh, oh, uh, uh, she like sells Mercedes and they start, yes. they start hooking up. Yeah. He meets her in his uh, therapist's office. Yes. Yeah. And she like threatens to kill herself if he'll, if he leaves her and stuff like it's, a, it's a whole little run on the show mm-hmm. uh we're getting into it now though I, i'm i'm at rapaport uh, uh deep blue sees my pull for him always <laughs> your head is like your hat is like a shark's fin yes uh <laughs> rapaport people can probably guess this one but true uh, romance true romance is uh what i what i know, think of him from he's, uh, he's so good in that movie too higher <laughs> learning another one that i watched very young as a kid where he kind of <laughs> What did you say about Rappaport? He always either sounds uh, he either sounds sad or panicked. <laughs> he the thing is like he he does that in True Romance too because he's mm-hmm. like like is there 
for as like as like pudgy and dopey as he looks, I feel like he runs a lot in, yeah. in movies. Like like well, in true see- romance, he like he books it out of the room and runs. Like you see him run through well, the hotel. Way, in Deep Blue Sea, he looks so surprisingly fit somewhat. I imagine because he has to wear a, a wetsuit through the whole thing. But even even then, like he's either panicked, like, oh, what, what are we gonna what are we do? He, he's like, got that he's got that Jason Siegel face. Yeah, where, I agree. Where yeah. it's like no matter how fit they are, their face is always gonna make them look a little pudgy. And he's <laughs> and he looks like he's never seen the sun in his life. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's pale. Yeah, it's like how did they not find him in the forest? He, he was just like glowing, looks, glowing like a light beam. He looks, he looks like he donated blood and forgot to say when. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> uh Robert Patrick, I think I mean there's kind of a slam dunk for him, but mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I'd be, I mean, what the Marine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Every, everybody's favorite, the Marine. He's apparently uh, in 17 episodes, or he's in eight episodes of Reacher. Uh, uh, is he in the is that the first season or the second season? I don't know. I, uh, I just gotta see his uh, name. I don't know um, where is it at. Uh, oh, our boy Robert Patrick. Yeah. Oh, like who he plays? Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I remember. I remember like Shane. Shane something? Uh, yeah, that, that must be season two, because I don't God, remember that. He is in the Marine. That's so funny. I, I remember him from Sons of Anarchy as well. It, I should say it. Uh, like Everybody knows him. He's he's the Terminator from T2. He's he's the T-1000. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of sharks, Finn, he studied sharks to figure out how to run like a Terminator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's, I mean, the guy works. He's been in like 5,000 movies. He's always fantastic. I, I like his character in this movie. He's like a real fucking scuzzball. He's the bad guy in um uh the Marine, right? Probably. <laughs> so I remember you and another one of our friends talking about how awesome he is in that. God, what a man! What a, what a time period was, where I was riding John Cena's dick so. I hard. also just want to say, just watching that movie, which is some of John Cena's movies now, it's amazing the leaps and bounds he made. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, he, he, his trick, he just can't take himself seriously. Apparently, yeah. The thing is, like, he developed comedic timing. Yeah, uh, very true. <laughs> and people started realizing you could put him in like comedies, and he didn't have to. <laughs> Where I realized he had made a giant limb when I saw him in a train wreck because he's actually pretty funny in that. Mm, that was like one of the first movies where I remember everybody going like, "John Cena, like funny? What, what's going on here?" Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he is pretty funny in that movie. I think isn't he in uh isn't he in that uh, Tina Fey movie too? Where oh, the <laughs> where the where her is it? It's called like sisters or yes, something like yes, that. Yes, yes, where he, play, he plays like a badass. He's got like dude. he's like completely tatted up. Yeah. Well, he's supposed to be because TFA was like the wild sister, and he's literally supposed to be everything she she desires, something like that. Yeah. And then, I just remember the one in the trailer where she's like, you know, in my past life, I would be very drawn to someone like you, and he <laughs> says, my safe words keep going. <laughs> yeah, my safe words keep going. <laughs> uh, Janine Garofalo. Uh, I don't know if I've actually seen her in a movie. Give me a minute. I mean, it. She's one of those things where she's a personality too and a stand-up. So it's like you, you just you see her around. Uh, sadly, oh, the cable guy. Cable guy. Yeah, she's only in it for like two seconds, yeah. but she's one of the. She's the waitress uh, at the oh, medieval, she, medieval times. Oh, uh, she's she's half baked. Where she's the the smoker. That's like, would I hear some of my poetry? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm in love with her. Uh. But weirdly, it w- like the first movie that flashes into my brain with her is Mystery Men. Hmm. She plays the bowler who has her dead dad's like uh, skull in a bowling ball, and she can like throw the ball at people. 
uh, she's 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 in Dogma. Yeah, I was trying which, to remember which is who always she is. Confusing to me because the lead actress kind of looks like her. Yeah, Linda Fiorentino. Yeah, yeah, they they look very similar. And for years, I I had to remind myself that because when you look her up, Dogma shows up as one of her credits, mm. and I had to be like, well, she's not the lead though. She's like the friend that like is in the movie or something. She's like in that. for like one scene though, right? Yeah, she just like she shows up in a lot. Uh, most people probably would pull her from Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, she's really good in that too. But she's just like I, I've been talking a lot with my friend, Christy, friend of the show, Christina, uh, and I've been like pointing out women that I'm attracted to, and she's like, "Oh, you have you really have a type." And Janine Garofalo is very much like in that uh, <laughs> in that zone of like just the women that I'm attracted to. Is <laughs> but yeah, uh, here's one that I think you'll have more to say than I do. But uh, we're at Peter Berg. Um, I pull for him. You've probably never seen it. It's called uh, The Great White Hype. No. It's a comedy movie where they're pretty much there. It's like they're almost parrying boxing almost. Okay. Like, let me read you this cast, though, for this movie. You want to talk about a cast for a comedy <laughs> movie? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Jeff Goldblum, Damon Wayans, Peter Berg, uh, Corbin Burnson. You know him as Roger Dorn from Major League. Yeah. Uh, John Lovitz. John Lovitz. Cheech. Cheech Marin. Okay. John Reese Davies. Okay. I like John Reese Davies. Jamie Foxx. I like Jamie Foxx. Yes. Uh, and then, like, try to think. Uh, Michael Jace. He doesn't have really a good history, but try to see. <laughs> uh, Sally Richardson. Are you aware of her at all? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It, it's one of those, like, if I saw her face. And I do not know this guy, but he's on uh, Rocky Carroll. Have you ever heard of him? No. Yeah, I don't ever heard of him either. He has a, but just a random group of. And it's like it's like Jamie Foxx is like very early movies too. He's hilarious in it, but he seems to be a very prolific producer as yes. well. He has like over fifty producers. Oh yeah, he credits. did. I remember he did like the Friday Night Lights and everything like that. He tried to do uh, that. I think he did that Boston movie with Mark Wahlberg for Netflix that wasn't very good at all. Oh, but... the one that they yeah. they or did the... on Cinephobe. Yeah, Spencer Confidential. Yes. Yeah, that sounded uh, so bad. <laughs> it wasn't a very good movie. I remember then like being pumped because I. I thought Winston Duke was a really good actor, so I was like, oh, and then there, he's supposed to be like Winston this. Winston Duke's great. Yeah, I love Winston Duke. He's supposed to be like this badass <laughs> MMA fighter in it, and then like they didn't really do much with that. And the plot was really dumb, too. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. It, Eliza Schlesinger is really good in it, though. I like her. I mean, he's in he's in Collateral, which I've seen. He's in Smoke and Aces, which I've definitely seen. I've seen... Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't remember... I think, is it, I think he's one of the... Who is he? In? His name's Pistol Pete. Deeks. I wonder if he's one of Ben Affleck's guys. He must be. Yeah. Like he's he must be like in that room when uh, Jason. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on the guy from Arrested Development's name? Jason oh, Bateman. Bateman. Yes. <laughs> I remember him from Collateral. He's one of the cops. Uh, oh, uh, I remember him from Corky Romano too. <laughs> if people have never seen Smoke and Aces. It's it's like it's a movie I liked when I was younger, but it, I it, never it, liked it. It's, it's a dumpster fire, but the Jason Bateman scene is fantastic. I just remember being so. <laughs> hey, you want to get your dick beaters off of that? <laughs> he uses, oh, he's good. He uses, I just, he uses I just remember beaters. even as a kid, like watch, like watching, like this seems like a really good plot, and like Ben Affleck looked, had a cool mustache. I remember, and then like Ryan Reynolds is doing an action movie. I enjoy that, and it's got all and, like. I like I love Common as a hip hop artist. Like he's doing a movie now, and I like Desiree Alicia Keys as well. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like all this seems to be work well, and then I watch it. I'm just like, what the fuck is this clusterfuck of they're just jamming all these people in here? Yeah, 
it was cool when I was young, though. Uh, and even watching, I was like, this is dumb. And then so much Jared Leto than we need. <laughs> We've reached our, our top four heavy hitters yes, here, though. We've hit uh, it, yes. We're at uh, De Niro. Yeah, casino for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's I think just, I'm insane. I will, when I hear his voice, especially his voice, I always think of, I always think of some of his lines when he's voicing over Casino, like, these fucking guys, this fucking guy, can we believe him? <laughs> I, Ricky knew it. Yeah, Casino is just a, I won't go too deep down the rabbit hole because I did the Aviator for the show recently and I, I waxed much poetic on Scorsese, so I'm not going to sit here and go through all of Scorsese's filmography, but Casino, for some reason, was just the movie that was on TV when I was watching TV all the time. Oh, it's still on TV all the time. I, it's, <laughs> it comes on my movie channels quite a bit, and I was like, okay, let's put this here for a minute. And just like when he's yelling in that, like, when he's yelling in this movie, I always imagine, it's like, come on, you brought on so much fucking heat. <laughs> it's like, there needs to be an equal distribution of blueberries in every muffin. Uh, <laughs> like, that's one of my favorite scenes yes. in, in cinema. Uh, the the blueberry scene because it's like if you've ever worked a job with like an unreasonable mm -hmm. boss that's just the distillation was, of everything <laughs> I, I will say one of my his the movie i first was like you know when you watch movie oh i know that i know who that is the actress in my brain is uh meet the parents because <laughs> yeah. i remember watching that frequently with my parents and all my family a little is, bit is that the you he's like i got nipples can you milk me yes <laughs> i got nipples greg can you milk me uh are you a piehead, Falka? <laughs> Showtime was one I saw in theater with him and Eddie Murphy as well. That was a... <laughs> Action Boys was talking about how uh, this might have been his last good role. Not good role, but like they say this is around the time. He's like, they're like, yeah, this is the same year he did Jackie Brown. And like in Jackie Brown, you can start to see him slide into lazy De Niro. Mm -hmm. The thing is like, I, I do like to talk about De Niro because I think people are pretty quick to forget that he's like a genuinely great actor because he's become a bit of a meme these days. It's, it's like the, the meet the parents. He's like, I got nipples. Could you milk me? Like that's like everybody's De Niro mm -hmm. impression. I'm like, go back and watch like young De Niro, like taxi driver, this movie, mm -hmm. uh, I also, I also uh, heat. Like, he, play, he plays a really good cop too. I will say. Also, yeah, like, totally. I believe I totally believe him as a cop. Like, There's a movie called Ronin that he did. He's he's great that in that. One. Like, uh, I, 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 this is terrible, but it's it, we bring up Heat all the time, but I can't remember you've not seen Heat. Yeah, I've brought it up for a reverse episode a couple times. It's been considered. Yeah, we need to kind of just go ahead and bite the bullet on that one okay. and finally do it. Because uh, <laughs> Heat is just God. What I, I could go, I could go for a Heat rewatch, mm -hmm. honestly. So I can just. And also just to have an excuse to be like, Pacino and De Niro are not memes. They're two of the best actors that have ever worked. I mean, if you want Pacino and De Niro, we can do Righteous Kill. It has 50 Cent in it as well. <laughs> or we do The Godfather too. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> What's that tone? Uh, if we got 12 hours to kill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, De Niro, weirdly it is Casino, but I, uh, Ray Liotta is tough for me because I within within the time I've been doing this show, I did Goodfellas for the show, so I'm trying to think of like, I guess, uh, honestly, like, like obviously Leota and Goodfellas are synonymous, but I'm like for years that wouldn't have been my poll. So I'm like, what would what would my Leota poll have been? For me, like Goodfellas, <laughs> like I always I always think of him in the movie where I real I put a face to a name. I'll remember that is a probably a movie you've never seen called Slow Burn. No, uh, it's got a it's it's uh it's got Ray Liotta, L. Cool J, Mackay Pfeiffer, Tay Diggs, uh, Bruce McGill. He's in everything. I feel like, and I can't say this guy's in, but he's a really good actor. Uh, 
Chet Wattel Ejiofer. You know who that is? Oh, yeah, 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 yes, totally, he's, totally. He's the, he's, uh, most people probably know him as uh, Mordo from uh, Doctor Strange. I got introduced to him through uh, Four Brothers. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, yeah, yes. totally. Yes, he's the bad guy in that. Um, uh, he was uh, Red Belt. <laughs> There's one. Oh, boy, Red Belt. <laughs> oh, I, do you know I've never seen that? Uh, don't. It's like, it got like such a... Uh... Oh yeah, that's right. Leota's smoking aces as well. I yes. forgot about that. <laughs> yes, I know that. B movie. <laughs> uh, we'll see where else would. I feel like he was in a lot of things in a very short period of time. Is how I got so familiar with him. Yeah, because I remember him from American Gangster as well. I love that movie. I mean, like I've definitely it's it, it's very blurry in my mind, but I've seen Field of Dreams, so that's like obviously one. Mm, I've never seen that movie. Uh, he plays uh baseball player ghost i guess essentially <laughs> in that movie uh I don't know. leo just just uh i, I know him from his chantix he's commercials a, he's uh <laughs> trying to think well so. i was always smoking and then i got hooked on fucking chantix <laughs> uh, i don't see what else i remember him i haven't really seen a lot of leota really i have like i don't think i've ever seen the whole movie of goodfellas either really oh really yeah i, I know mean, he's he he plays a very similar character. Yes, I, I feel like this very he doesn't have a very wide range of just the the action boys was like yeah do you need someone that's on coke that is sweating a lot you, there's no one better than Ray Liotta. <laughs> he plays shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams. You have no clue who that is. Yeah, that's who he plays. Okay, yeah, do you know who that is though? No, not really. Okay, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't need to bore you with my baseball knowledge right now. I can't believe you haven't seen Fields of Dreams. That's like a baseball movie. Uh, it's a very. It's, <laughs> I like movies where baseball is being played, not ghosts of baseball players. <laughs> I like Costner too. James too. Earl Jones, I think, is the other guy in that yeah. movie. I love <laughs> Costner too, as well. So I, you would think I would like the movie Costner and baseball, but no. <laughs> uh, Harvey Keitel, who uh, uh, I think we did it before. My pull for him was always a uh, be cool with uh, John yeah. Travolta. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Keitel. I mean, I think I said it on the Reservoir Dogs episode, but Kaitel will always be Reservoir Dogs for me. But, you know, also Pulp Fiction, of course. He's the wolf in that. Um, I remember, uh, and maybe we can get into it more when we're going through the episode, uh, going through the episode, going through the movie. <laughs> I just, like, looked at the runtime and was like, I felt like, we, I, I thought we were pretty early in this episode, and I was legitimately shocked to see how long we've been recording. We're uh, almost uh <laughs> we're almost now we're almost an hour in, but are we after you've gone through this? <laughs> True. Uh but uh I was curious for you, you're pretty hard on Reservoir Dogs. Was was this Kaitel a little bit more palatable for yeah, you? Yes, uh well Reservoir Dogs I, Reservoir Dogs I was really well, It's like a lot of it's... your a lot of your issues seem to revolve around like Kaitel like making weird noises and you you just kind of hated it and so uh, and then, uh, well i didn't i didn't really start hating reservoir dogs till the ending really mm -hmm. that was kind of a big letdown but you know i, I don't remember hating Cattell so much i guess i gotta re rewatch that re-listen to that episode <laughs> see what i was hating about but just he wasn't harvey Cattell. that you're gonna be okay say the goddamn fucking words uh, yeah. <laughs> see you're making the face uh last my, i assume i just complained because he wasn't much like my big issue with michael madsen the movie was he doesn't sound like he smoked a thousand cigarettes so i'm like that's not michael madsen to me you got the plan of a boy uh <laughs> that was that was not fair those <laughs> uh last but not least our 
our titular hero, uh, <laughs> Freddy himself, Mr. Sly Stallone. Hey, uh, hey yeah. you know, I, there's so many movies that you can uh, pick from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go, of course, Rocky with Stallone. Yeah, I mean, literally, Rocky Three was a movie I watched religiously mm. growing up. It's very, it's very, I watch all the Rockies. I don't, I, I still haven't seen Rocky One and Two, but I, the first mo Rocky movie I ever saw was Four, and then I've seen Rocky Three. But yeah, I haven't seen Two and One really the whole way through. Before. Speaking of the Action Boys, they have a really good bit because in Rocky Three, Clubber Lane's like, he's like, I'm gonna beat your man, and then I'm gonna show you who a real, real man is. You come back to my apartment. And they got really obsessed with the fact that Clever Lane specifically says he has an apartment because <laughs> they're just like, yeah, but you got to be, you got to be real quiet when you come in because I got a roommate, Jason, and he don't like, he don't like us making too much noise because he, he has a late night job. So he kind of sleeps during the day. Uh, so you gotta be quiet woman. Uh, <laughs> I'm just ripping a bit off from another a podcast, but it's just funny. Uh, I, I'm trying to think, like, I don't know if I've covered a lot of Sly on this show, yeah, I don't... probably because I watched a lot of his shit growing up. Mm -hmm. Like, I was probably, and and you guys will definitely hear it throughout this episode, I I have a complicated relationship with Sylvester Stallone, uh, but I'm firmly in the camp of, I think he is incredibly underrated I think because of the way he talks and because of like who he is as a person, which is why I have a complicated relationship with him, I think people are very dismissive of him. And I think that, A, he's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. Yeah, I'll give you that. B, it's like a lot of people just like like seem to uh, conveniently forget that the motherfucker wrote the first Rocky movie and won an Oscar for it. Uh, he's a good writer. He is a good actor, but the problem is He's also one of the most egotistical men on the planet. And when his ego gets in the way of his like performance, that's when things start going awry. That's when you start getting Rambo two and Cobra where he's like, like, Cobra where he formula. like, he like told the, uh, the guy that wrote the book, like, I, I think you should, you should put my name on the or, book when you're, when you, when you're promoting or it. judge red. Yeah. Where he where, won't, he won't wear the helmet because he's so vain. Or he pretty much like took, didn't like the comic book story, so he just substituted in uh, Demolition Man storylines. There's a million and one stories of him like throwing his weight around, being an egomaniac, like making insane suggestions. But here in Copland, he's this is the, like Stallone was on the skids uh, in in the mid to late '90s, and so James Mangold, a legitimately great director, gets it gets his hands on a guy who is capable of being a good actor if. Hum if if he's in a humble enough place and he's being guided by the right director, so you get this performance, which I think is an incredible I, performance. I didn't. I <laughs> ew, I just because the thing is, the mopey. Thing is, and I, he just seemed mopey and not. I never got the idea that he was a competent sheriff. Or he's cop. not. That's the thing, though. Like I was, I was interested to see how you felt about this movie because I've noticed with a lot of the movies we've done, I think that you and me have very different uh like uh things that we like about certain films like i like a really fucked up flawed protagonist like stallone's character freddy in this movie he's like i i think he's like the anti what people that like action movies type character is yeah i made that's it's what like, it is like you're someone that likes like steven seagal you like yeah. you like the movies where it's like I know 15 different forms of karate and I can mm -hmm. kick everyone's ass. And like Stallone is 
is kind of pathetic. I, like he's a very I, pathetic I want, character. I want my protagonist to be someone I can root for, and he's just so mopey and pathetic, and just like <laughs> I, I. One of my notes, I'll say, I say, this is like the cops just put. Let's find, let's find this. Uh, I'll try this mentally challenged person. And make him the sheriff. <laughs> Come on, it's like oh. Well, that's no, what they've done. Here's, here, that, that, that's no, why. Here, that's why. Here's works. this. Here's uh, this bag of candy. Look the other way. That's that's the entire point of the movie, though. Like, yeah, I just, it just so like when he it's supposed to be his big moment. He just I need a little bit more energy from you, Sly. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just I'm just not feeling it, dog. I I I think it's great. I think he's fantastic in this movie. He's so he <laughs> says nothing, and it's just. Oh, and he, that's when he's his, like one of his best movies is the first Rambo movie. First blood is what's technically called. And he literally doesn't talk for 85 minutes. It's just him running around. And at the very, <laughs> and at the very end, he's like, what do you want me to say? I'm afraid I went out there. They trusted me with million dollar machines. Now I can't even get a fucking driver's license. Like, cause in this movie, he doesn't talk a lot, but then he says like, he's like, if she went into that river, I wouldn't even do anything. I'd just stand there thinking. I'd just stand there thinking. Like, about the what best I'm thing I ever... Do. He's like, I didn't think back then, and it's the him, best thing I ever did. Him it's and so, the actress so has... Good. They have zero sexual chemistry, though. Yeah, but I think what's funny about that, too, is I think even that works, because I don't think she likes him like back. And like that scene where she kisses him, there's this moment where she... We're on her face, and he's like start, she's like starting to guide his head up, and you see her face, and she has this moment of like, this guy's such a fucking pathetic loser. I'm just going to kiss him because he's so sad. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I was like, I don't think they actually, I think them not having chemistry is actually like the point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm not going to spend this whole movie, like just being like, I disagree with everything you say. Like, I, I like hearing the back and forth, but I will, you know, say that I'm going to be very, uh, positive about a lot of aspects of this movie. I'll, I'll dunk on some silly stuff too. Like mm. <laughs> the fact this movie starts with, you have no authority. I was like, thank you. Thank you, movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you told me what the point was. Although I did, listening to the Action Boys episode, they did talk about that this movie did go through reshoots. And I have a feeling that some of the more on-the-nose shit might have been like the producers being like, I don't understand. Like, he's deaf in one ear? What happened? And they were like, I guess we'll have a scene where coked out Ray Liotta explains his entire backstory yes. to the audience. Like, I get, yeah, that was, that was like, because I understand, like, he's got some weird obsession with this woman. This is kind of creepy. And then Ray Liotta's like, oh, this is much you had weirdly exposition there from Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah. Come um, on, man. Don't you be jealous. Come on, you save a girl's life and then she's banging some douchebag like that. <laughs> so funny. Speaking of, do you want to, we should get into it. Yes, let's do it. Uh, we talked about it, but the movie does open up with, uh, Robert De Niro of all people in this movie oh, yes. is, uh, giving us the VO Garrison, New Jersey. It's this paradise for cops. The, they found this weird workaround. Oh, you know what? Actually, before we get fully out of the Rorschach, uh, thing, I do want to talk briefly about James Mangold, okay. uh, who is the director and writer of this film. Never heard of him. I, I, I think he's an incredibly underrated director. Uh, he did the Logan movie. He did walk the line. He did three ten to Yuma. Uh, he did girl interrupted. I, I think he also did night and day. <laughs> that, uh, that, this, that weird Tom Cruise, Cameron, yeah, Cameron Diaz yeah. movie. Tom Cruise, my, I lose interest, but 
This is the first movie of his I've seen. Uh, I, yeah, I haven't seen Ford v Ferrari, yep. and I, I haven't seen the new Indiana yep. Jones movie. Uh, although the although weirdly the Indiana Jones movie was playing while I got my hair cut uh, yesterday. Huh. <laughs> I've never seen Indiana Jones movie in my life. Oh man, the, I, I, I've, the, I've seen a movie. He this guy was a writer for actually. It was the uh, great movie uh, Oliver and Company. <laughs> I named my dog after a dog in that movie. The uh, animated movie. Yes. Uh, the why should I worry? Yes, the one with Billy Joel in it. <laughs> why should I care? Yes, I named my Doberman after one of the Dobermans in the movie. So. I like that movie a why lot. Why should I why should I care? Uh but yeah, he's VOing. He gives us a big, big the big expo dump. Uh we, we our first actual scene after we get through all these like uh helicopter shots of New York is uh the lethal lethal weapon three pinball, I think is what he's it's, playing. I don't know. But I just want to say the bar there has uh, called Four Aces. That was the name of my grandpa's bar. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> it, went, it's, it burned down forever ago, but nowhere was located on a Tournay Road right near the edge of Tillman. Oh, really? It, it was walking distance from our friend's house. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. There was yeah. a bar there. Yeah, just down the road. Yeah, it was very weird. It does not seem like a bar location, but yeah, it uh, burned down. But yeah, that was my uh, grandpa's bar. Yeah, I, I, I'm known to be a fan of... Uh, your family's other bar, the poor house. Yes. I've always thought that was a that, really fun name yeah, for a was, bar. <laughs> yeah, that was my, that was my, so the four aces was my mom's dad's bar and the poor house was my dad's mom's bar. So <laughs> yes. what a legacy. Yes, very much. Yes. And I'm, I'm the only member of my, of my siblings that never bartended. I just drank. <laughs> your, your brother pretty famously got me maybe one of the most wasted I've uh, ever gotten. You did that to your fucking <laughs> self, man. <laughs> well, he didn't have to pour me an entire glass of 151 rum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we see, uh, the first characters we're seeing are actually Sly Stallone, who's Freddy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we see Edie Falco and Ray Liotta. I will say, this is a classic, uh, I call everybody by their uh, actor names yes. and not their character names in this Carmella. movie. Uh, <laughs> Carmella. Uh, but yeah, Edie Falco and Ray Liotta are having this insane drunken conversation about a goat's head being in a bag. And they very like, she very like unsubtly gives Ray Liotta like just a bag of police evidence yes. shit. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. I just remember that now. Oh, it all comes together now, but yeah, yeah she, she this... gave him, she gave Ray Liotta the tools to blow his own house and then up. This... And then this is my my fourth note because I have four aces was in my grandpa's bar. Then my third note, I like Edie Falco. <laughs> my fourth note, I feel like this is gonna be eighties action stars meet the Sopranos. And I, my final note, I am down for that. <laughs> yeah, good call on the Sopranos. Uh, but there's a lot of scenes in this movie that are people looking at each other. Yes, and I really I really like that shit. I like when the director is confident enough to to let the audience just understand what's happening because what's happening here is Edie Falco and Ray Liotta are in a, cause like they're in a cop bar. There's so much shit that happens in this bar and it's really funny. Mm -hmm. And it seems to just be because it's a cop bar, they just do crazy shit and yes. nobody does anything about it. Uh, Go home people. Uh, cause like they're like, like Stallone multiple times in this movie comes into this bar and says, I know you're doing this illegal thing and I don't want you to do it. And everyone just kind of looks at him like, Oh, okay. Like, he speaks now. Stallone is like wasted playing pinball. Yes. He looks at them. They kind of look at him suspicious because they're up to no good, mm -hmm. but they're like, and this is going to quickly become a running theme in this movie. They're like, it's just 
Stallone. Yes. He's not going to do anything about he's it. He's hammered. Uh, and he's hammered. He's not going to be ready for his... <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you kidding me? He's hammered. He wants to play more pinball. There's no bartender. Yeah, that was a bit odd. The bartender's just gone. So he goes out to a fucking parking meter and empties it. Uh, <laughs> he's like scrambling around. Desperate the... for quarters, man. I will say, like, I thought Ray Liotta was like, I thought they were totally setting him up to be like one of the main yeah, villains. So does, so does I. Because when he comes out, he's very condescending to mm. to to like, slide. Jeez, man, he's come like, on. there's two kinds of people yep. in this world: video game people and pinball people. You are definitely a pinball guy. He basically is like, you're too drunk to play pinball. Here, well, get in your drive car. home. <laughs> and, and, and this moment, I also said, is Ray really tall or Sylvester Stallone just really short? Sylvester Stallone is very yes, short. I, I came to that realization because my <laughs> mind went. Well, Ray Liotta was tall, and then it's like, oh no, I gotta remember, Special Ones <laughs> tiny. Yeah, they've they've gone through a lot of effort to try to make him yes. look bigger than he is. Oh, it's so much effort. Like if I remember correctly, he's pretty much on an Apple box for all of Cobra because mm. uh, what's her name? He was married to her for uh, Bridget a while. Bridget Nielsen. Yeah, she's like pretty tall. I'm trying to see <laughs> how because he was a bull in the head. His movie that has um, a <laughs> memory for me it was an awful movie, but uh, I got hammer during it bullet but, to the head yes, <laughs> Drink, drinking know. bullet bourbon <laughs> no no it's actually not bullet bourbon it was actually evan williams then it was tequila then i don't remember what was after that. it e- was evan williams <laughs> uh yeah it was a friend so uh, i'll dump this you can cut it i don't really give it, but it's just <laughs> i always have to cut it <laughs> well, i just give you the option because it doesn't really pertain but it's just a funny story you'll get is this be funny if we were outside here but no i me and our uh one of our good friends who is uh was is not from this country i'll say that you know who i'm talking about but um but no he he invited me over to come over sure says a lot about us that we have one friend that's uh, that's not from this country i mean yep, we, no we, you're talking about we live in indiana though come on now <laughs> but anyway so yeah so i go over to this friend's house and we, he's like hey man you want i bring over a bottle of ed williams is like pretty good amount left in it It was like some kind of special bottle too it wasn't like the real cheap shit but yeah so he said hey you want to watch the stallone movie he's like sure and then we, it's called Bullet to the Head. And I can't remember whose idea it was, but he's like, every time someone gets shot in the head, uh, we should do a shot. <laughs> That's like, That's okay. Funny. And then very, we were doing that. Then quickly we had a scene where there was like four headshots in a row. And he's like, okay, maybe we should do half shots. <laughs> and so the Evan Williams is gone. And he's like, um, I got some tequila. We can switch that. Like, let's do it. <laughs> and then I remember we left. We had to pause the movie because his uh, now wife came home and She's like, and we're like, yeah, we need alcohol. So she drove us to the nearby liquor store. We bought, I don't remember what we bought, but we came back. I might have bought Jim Beam. That was in my Jim Beam days. It's very cheap. And mm. so, yeah. And then we, he bought something else and we came back, continue to do more shots. And then ne- I remember the next day was the Super Bowl and it was the first time I, since I had been drinking, I had not drank at all during the Super Bowl. And I was like 22 at the time. Oh, wow. That's how fun my next day was. I went to breakfast at Rich's in Waynedale and it was just like, it's like, oh, this is going to be good. And I'm just so hung over and feeling like shit everything just tasted like garbage like i will say like these days i probably i probably drink more than i ever have well not as much no, that's mm. that's not true i i don't drink all day like i did when i worked at a factory mm. uh but i was listening to action boys because th- there is like a reoccurring theme in this movie of like people just getting like fucking blind drunk and like cops just like drinking even though they've got guns on them and shit like i feel pe- like it's people... very realistic totally they were talking mm-hmm. about like yeah you'd be at a, a bar and a cop would just have a gun on his hip and be like blackout drunk and they were like one of them was like remember when you used to just be like throwing up was part of drinking and i was like it, it gave me this flashback of like yeah 
when I was younger, I really got up to some crazy mm-hmm. binge drinking. Like, because because oh. I'm I'm at a place in my life right now where I just like to have a little buzz yes. and like like I don't like to get fucking oh, super I, drunk. I <laughs> always chase that blacked out feeling. I feel like when I was younger and. At times, still do now, but I don't try to like. But there's multiple scenes yeah. in this movie where people are just fucking shit faced. I, <laughs> I brought up Bull in the Head to begin with Stallone because I remember in that movie they tried to make Stallone very similar in size. So J- Jason Momoa is one of the bad guys, mm. and they try to make him similar in size. And Jason Momoa, for all you probably aware, is six four. Yeah, and a very well built man. <laughs> so, oh, that's you know actually I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something we need to talk about. Uh, Stallone gained 40 pounds. He to do looks this like movie. shit in this movie. That's the point. Yeah, I know. He did a very good job at that because it's <laughs> like, and he looks very like he, I was like, man, he looks so like he's still jacked, but he looks like. He still got the muscle underneath yeah. it, but he literally was drinking, he was drinking melted ice cream every day. Oh, he looks and, like, like just it, hammering pancakes. His face looked like it's about to fall off at times. It's like, so good. Like, again, I cannot believe that he. He must have just really been on the skids to let Mangold do this to him. I cannot believe he let himself look like this in a movie because even even today, the man's like fucking 80 years old and he still has like gross, veiny old man muscles in all of his current stuff. Yeah, it's very bad. And but for some reason, he hung his ego up and, and just did this movie where he plays like kind of a stupid guy who is half deaf, which is probably why he kind of talks the way he does. Mm. And then it's also like, he's fat. Like he's not, I mean, I would love to be as like <laughs> slender as he is in this movie, but like, uh, so, but I'm like, he's, he's chonky. This he has to be, the, ch- like, this has looks, to be the chunkiest he's ever been he in a movie. He looks like every natural bodybuilder in their fifties. Yeah. It's, it's such a good look for the character. Mangold has like such tension for detail. Like even every car they drive in this movie is like appropriate. Like when Rappaport, gets into his car you're like that is so the car it's he would drive cra- it still cracks me up and just like a mind blown where we are in the in the century technology wise to see Rapport actually using his key to unlock his car oh like, yeah oh my god how he probably had to roll the window down too that, that was what was funny is my previous car was this it was this 2014 nissan but it was like truly no bells and whistles yeah, i had that's... i had roll down windows uh there was no automatic locks i had to use my key to unlock the door like people like occasionally when people would see me like physically unlock my car, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm just like, that's the way this car is. Like, it's actually a pain. Like when I need to let somebody in the back door, like in the back, I'd have to like lean all the way across the car and like try to like get the fucking thing with my finger. Cause I couldn't just mm-hmm. unlock it with a button. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So he sends sly pack and, uh, we also like to learn that he's got a bad ear, uh, and that he's that he was like a hero in the past, and um, that they kind of gave him this like job as yes. almost like a like a pity job. Yeah, well, well, he's easily someone who's easily manipulated and controllable and naive. And just, yeah, I'm, I'm if I'm laughing and was out of focus or I'm watching the Stallone Jason Momoa fight scene because it's hilarious how big they try to make Stallone. Because <laughs> look at the size difference between it, it. I don't know why it makes look at the size difference between. This is great audio work by the way. People. Yeah, totally. Look at the size difference. Yeah, <laughs> and, the, and in the fight scene they try to like shoot angles where they're behind Stallone's shoulder and looking almost looking eye to eye with Momoa, and it's like this is funny to me. I don't know why. I'll put my phone away. It's bad. Well, no, it's extra funny because it's like. There was like a, 
long time period, Cruz is another one of these guys. Jack Reacher Cruz. Where it's like, we're so obsessed with trying to make our guys look tall. When I'm just like, it would be more badass if I just was like, if I knew Tom Cruise was 5'6 and he was still like fucking guys up. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the obsession with know. height is. I, 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 I don't watch Tom Cruise movies, so maybe a better example. Would be better, I mean, like, he was one of the like, Jack Reachers. Uh, it, it sucked. <laughs> Arnold would be a good example. What? Arnold, so, I still remember when he he's was. He's like six foot three, though. Arnold Schwarzenegger? He's, yeah. He's below six foot. I'm 99% sure. I'm, he's like five nine, I think. I don't know if that's true. Oh, yeah, he's six foot two. Hmm. <laughs> I just remember he was on, well, I guess compared, he was on the football count, but down show when I was a kid and looked tiny. But I guess when you're putting next to like all the football players, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're all like six foot oh, seven. Oh, yeah, he's, never mind. I'm sure. Who else is a tiny? Tom Cruise is the best example. Well, yeah, Tom tiny. Cruise is the tiniest. Stallone yeah, is deceptively yeah. short. Uh, actually, trying to think, like, Jean Claude Van Damme is not a big man. I think mm. Seagal's in that six foot range. Still, Seagal just looks like I mean, for all Stallone. Must they try? Doesn't really. He doesn't really. He looks tall in this movie because how fat he is. But Seagal looks taller because he looks his he's, arms. He's are lanky. Like, he's yes. got he's got orangutan arms. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I'm trying to think of who would be the hero. Short. Yes, Snipes is pretty short to my knowledge. Uh, t- uh, Tom, Tom Cruise is always the best. Uh, Statham's <laughs> only five ten. Yeah. But they don't try to make him look big. Pacino is 5'7". They don't really make him look big, though. Yeah, he's a little guy. Uh, oh, Wahlberg's tiny. 5'8". Ooh, I wouldn't have guessed that. That's interesting. Uh, who else? Uh, I'm going through the list of people here trying to see. <laughs> Just a list of actors and their heights. <laughs> uh, this doesn't really matter, but uh, Daniel Radcliffe's 5'5". Five, five. He's that small? Yes. Wow. Uh, Mark Hamill. <laughs> Robert, Downey Jr., Robert Downey Jr. is only 5'8". Yeah, he's never uh, been very big Michael, in movies. Michael though. J. Fox is five four. Yeah, he's always he's a tiny guy though. Uh, oh, let me see here. Uh, uh, that oh, that's the Hemsworth brother. Nobody knows about Doc. I mean, my, my mother. She tried to suck my dick. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix is five eight. Okay, well, yeah, we we've gone down this rabbit hole far <laughs> enough. Uh, so you want you want all you you don't think we bad if all like tiny actors embrace the Jet Li effect? Yeah, Jet Jet Li is so cool. Uh, <laughs> I love Jet Li. Uh, uh, I was yeah, not my tippler. I wasn't. I like Jet Li and Lethal Weapon as the bad guy. Really, you don't like Jet Li? No, I, he, Romeo he, Must Die. Uh, I watched that more for like DMX and Isaiah Washington. <laughs> Same way with Cradle to the Grave. <laughs> All my favorite Jet Li movies. Uh, how do we not bring DMX up when we were talking about the Method Man common uh, stuff? I don't know. That's. <laughs> I think it was crazy. Some uh, they, some uh guy. This is random, but I was on Spotify because I followed DMX. I was like one of my favorite rappers when I was like eleven, and I ran like an update. Like brand new DMX single, and I'm like, he's dead. How does that work? <laughs> And some they've been uh, doing that with print stuff lately. Yeah, some like <laughs> uh, the guy's name was like Sick Kick or something like that. Sick Kick. It's <laughs> yeah, some DJ or something like that. He wears a stupid mask and his DJ Sick Kick. I don't know, but he like composed a song and he put himself in it. And it's got like this high pitched like voice and he tries to and it does not mix well. But the beginning's really cool with DMX in it. It's like oh my, this it's is what awesome. you're hearing. It's what you're hearing. Uh 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 uh. uh. Really, there's really no one like him. Like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. <laughs> like maybe 
This, maybe this is a weird comparison, but like, just because ah, there's like a slight, like old dirty bastard reminds me of a little bit of like that zone, that gruff, like making lots of like random noises and stuff. But anyway, Ma- Master P's up there as well. Oh, <laughs> I didn't, I wouldn't bring it up when we did Hollywood Homicide, but I always thought of you as Master P. Because I remember in elementary school, weird memory, you probably had no clue, but you had that No Limit Records, a stocking hat. You probably had no clue who that was, did you? That's I Master, don't think so. That was Master P's record label. <laughs> so I always, com- you had no clue, but I always linked you up with Master P because that hat. If I had a No Limits hat, probably, I probably thought it was like a cool saying, like, like everyone that wore like No Fear shirts. <laughs> no Fear. After the, uh, what was it, the Affliction shirt? No, was it Affliction that had the Skulls shirts all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like I saved up a bunch of money so I could finally buy an Affliction shirt because that was basically like the UFC brand mm-hmm. and, and the shirts were so trashy Yeah, and oh my God, what a, what a fucking era. <laughs> I think it was fight. Like or did the bigger thing. Like what these shirts say is like, you want to be a fucking van or something. I can't remember what it was. It was I, like, can't, I can't remember how much, uh, I think you should leave. You've watched, but there's a really good sketch where it's like, I got kicked out of Dan flashes. The, you see, the shirts are determined by the patterns. The more complex the pattern, the more expensive the shirt is. But... Uh, I keep saying I need to watch that. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah. I got to watch some of those episodes. Copland, Copland was on Netflix. Pleasant surprise. I, no, really? I found it on a Pluto, which has the worst. It was oh, very frustrating. I watched it on Netflix. It was awesome. Well, I, I, could, I couldn't. Uh, I only have Netflix on one TV, and it's uh, the video game. It's the one that's connected to PlayStation 4, which Felicia was playing, so I had no access to it. <laughs> but Pluto was awful because every time I like, they don't have a good thing where like you pause it and then you click out of it, and then you, I want to go type notes, and I go back to it and be a pain in the ass to get back to it. I yeah. get back to it, and I got and fucking restart the movie. I got to find where I was. <laughs> it's getting very frustrating. I was about to go to uh, some of my other links. <laughs> some of our more uh, uh, precarious yes, places. Which, which I have one, <laughs> so I don't know why I'm saying others. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, Stallone, in a very ham-fisted way, is like staring out over the river at New York as he's driving very uh obvious i wish i was there uh he sees a deer ooh, swerves out of the way fucking crashes his yes. car uh so it's like in a drunk it's, driving accident and like just said the camera work showing Sloan driving was not the greatest <laughs> there where it's like, it's like the that'll cut, play well the, the cut the cuts just weren't very good there it's it's very funny because uh there's two things that are really interesting about the fact that he has this like deer drunk driving accident one, he has a bandage and or a giant cut on his nose for the rest of the movie. The entire rest of the movie, he just has a fucked up face. And multiple people are like, oh, what happened to your face? And he's just like, oh, he's chasing a perp. And he lies about yeah, it. Like, he lies about what happened. Well, that's also <laughs> funny, too. I laugh, too, when he, uh, we're skipping ahead here, but we'll, we'll just, uh, we'll go, when uh, he gets up with, uh, is it Noah Emerson's name? or what? Yeah, his, we, his we deputy. Talks, yeah, we talked to him, like, what would you tell him? He's like, "Oh, I told him you were chasing spears." Like, or he could just say, I, "There was a deer in the road. I swerved and missed it." Yeah, the but, best lies are conceded with truth, just so you know. But it, it's there's a reoccurring uh, thing in this movie. Like, almost, I mean, pretty much every single character in this movie has flexible morality. Yeah, and, I will it, say and, that. It, and it depends on like it's to, except, to vary ex- to varying degrees. Ex- except for the mustache man cop who's just the dick. I can't even, who's he? I don't remember if he's very famous or anything. Oh, uh which guy? Uh the guy with uh 
Harvey could tell who's got a mustache. So Jack. Oh, oh uh, Robert Patrick. Yeah, that's who Robert Patrick. No, no, about Robert. Yeah, Jackie. Jackie's Robert Patrick. Oh, oh yeah, him. Um, what are you saying that he just is, has no morals? Or I, I didn't see them. No, he always seemed the one to want to do shit. Maybe, uh, maybe with uh, you know, t- uh, Peter Berg, he maybe had some morals. I guess. Well, yeah, because but... they they purposely kept him out of the loop when they were gonna kill. Michael Rappaport, they they made ah, sure he wasn't yeah, that's around. Very true, yes. So like obviously he wasn't down with that plan. Uh, but but even Stallone, who essentially is our hero, is okay with like lying to people about the car accident that he got in, and also kissing a married woman. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's just the one thing I really like about this movie is everyone's just very morally gray. Like even our hero, like I mean, one of the guys who shows up to save the day at the end is a a fucking cokehead who accidentally killed his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and pretty much like I thought that was gonna, I thought that whole revelation was gonna go deeper, but nope, it's just like, oh, I did it and I killed someone, but I felt really bad about it. But I'm gonna leave you now. But I'm coming back to save the day. It's wild. Yes, it's really rare to see something like this. I feel like most people. Uh, one of the things I really, really enjoy about the movie is it's just a lot of the things that are like cliched expectations, especially with subject matter like this, like, uh, like Stallone is like, for the most part, like seems to be a pretty decent guy, but he's like a little bit slow and he's a little bit like flexible too. And it just, it just makes everything more interesting to me, but yeah, he gets in a wreck as he's kind of like, uh, sitting there. We'll, we'll cut. I think he he kind of sees some, some of the stuff going on in the bridge, but we kind of cut over to, well, it was mentioned earlier in the movie, yeah. but, there's a bachelor uh, party yeah, in New York. Because uh, 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 Ray Lewis says, uh, kind of a dead night tonight, huh? And uh, Sloan says, that everybody's at the bachelor party across the river. Yeah. And so we do, we cut to, uh, this is like a pretty famous- Naked women. It's a pretty famous bar, Scores or something like that. Uh, I've heard of it, yeah. Uh, but we we get a, a fun tracking shot with Rappaport as he's just like- Going through like, hey, Emma, what's up? Uh, yeah, no. Being Michael and my note, I like Michael Rapport movies. Like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, 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 you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't like bachelor parties. Con- continuing our theme of drunk driving, he's like clearly yes. wasted, uh, but he's like going out to his car to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get like he hears like some noises, and so yeah. he grabs his flashlight and his gun, even though he's drunk, uh, and goes to investigate. We see that it ends up being Robert Patrick like puking in like. Mm-hmm the side of the road or whatever Jack, you almost gave me a hot attack <laughs> yeah and it kind of sets up like the things are already a little he's a little on edge he sets his gun just down on the seat next to him uh and before we get any more on his way driving some good old sports radio <laughs> yes and then, that's, follow, you're, and you're, then, you're right what, the, chuckle you know that just my knowledge i hear something happens like Chili Davis hit a two-run homer. I'm like, Chili Davis, there's a 90 sports reference I never thought I'd hear. <laughs> yeah, I thought it, I, I would have thought it was later in the night. They're yeah. only at the bottom of the seventh on the yeah, on I the sports radio. I guess maybe, maybe, Rappaport's calling an early yeah, night. I, uh, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, Chili Davis, my knowledge of uh, Royals black outfielders, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, oh uh, yeah, so you, he's driving and. I mean, I forgot how intense this was because I had seen this scene before, but a car comes screaming up behind him and just fully like slams into him and scrapes along the side. He's just like, hey, whoa, hey. Pull over. He rolls his window down. NYPD's flashing his badge. You see uh, the sound design here is very interesting because these two guys that are in the car, one of them like leans out the window and holds like 
what kind of looks like a gun yeah. out the window. And the sound design does all that like fake gun no. foley like that you that you like hear in a movie where you hear the or whatever. And then when his tire pops, which we actually saw him drive over a glass mm-hmm. bottle earlier, mm-hmm. when his tire pops, you hear a gunshot. So it's almost like we're seeing things from his like weird drunk perspective or something like it, that. My only note from is like what these guys think was going to happen if they. It's, it, was it, very... is an, it is an insane thing to lean out a window yes. when someone says they're a cop and like pretend to point a gun at them. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 well, along with I, I, I don't, I don't want to go down the rabbit yeah, hole of like, of like, especially, <laughs> ser- <laughs> just, for, I'll just say, just, I'll bring up a xenophobe thing and funny because they're, I can't remember what they were talking about. One of them were talking about, uh, when they were young and running from the cops at like a party or something like that. They go, Did you ever do that? Me? And goes, Do you look at me? Do I look like I would ever run from the cops? I know how that ends. <laughs> it, again, speaking to the moral ambiguity of the movie, mm-hmm. it adds this weird layer of like, Rappaport probably kind of overreacted a little bit uh but at the same time his... it's like they were not like super in the clear either no, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit like it's a little bit wobbly uh i mean especially like you talk about how many it's someone like road rage alone someone just swipes you and just keeps driving it's like that fucking pissed me off enough and then i'm also curious because like Robert Patrick ends up planting a gun in their car. The worst plant but- job I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it wasn't even like he fucking plants an Uzi, but it was underneath the floorboards. Like, oh, yeah, nobody saw the giant Uzi underneath the floorboards. Like, you couldn't have planned like a handgun deep into some area or something like that to justify it. Well, it just speaks to like they're so complacent with the fact that they think they can just do whatever they yes. want uh but that, the first thing they do is like they're like a uh, crack pipe and i was like I, I couldn't tell if they planted the crack pipe or if like these two were like legitimately uh, just it would it would explain a lot of the bad driving habits and poor decision making yeah it's like so, so, so i guess they were smoking yeah. crack like i also said we get some we get some what i call acl angry cop lingo between leota and whoever this other guy is about it's my nephew. Yeah, yeah your nephew's gonna flush, gonna flush everything that we built down the drain. Kaitel. Kaitel. Yes. And, and then and the head guy. Leo does not. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Kaitel, yes. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I was like, I was like, oh, how'd Leo get over there? <laughs> you know, just uh, so many names mixed together. Famous. Yeah, Too many famous names, pal. But yeah, like uh, Rappaport just fucking unloads on this car, which is also like, they were like way ahead of him. It's like, it, come on, dude. Like, he apparently hits every one of them with every <laughs> shot. Could they say, like, six, they were shot six times? Like, he only fired like four. That was was a RF a JFK bullet here. <laughs> uh, I, I skipped over it, but it's worth mentioning considering I'll probably call him Rappaport for most of the movie. But he has a name, but everybody in the movie calls him Superboy. Yeah. Apparently, he's some like superstar. Like, I how many ref? I I never heard the the mixed together black babies. You, you saved like three black babies. You, they, they'll go a long way for you. It's it's a funny runner because it's like it's like the guy saved like six black babies. And then another guy's like, I mean, come on. The guy saved like five black babies. And someone says it to him, like, you saved like five black babies. And he just goes, three. It was three. <laughs> like, and you never even like actually hear about what he actually did. Like, you used to pres- assume, you used presumably to it's like a house was on fire or well, something. Well, you used to assume with a nickname like Superboy, he's probably some hot shot young cop who. Oh, did definitely. Something. Yes. Yeah, and it was crazy. It's like, because like you almost like, and Rapport does a good job. This is like, so where he, this might know he either sounds panic or sad. <laughs> He does a good job of conveying sympathy here because he was like, a swas. Like from his perspective, you're thinking like, oh shit. Yeah, I mean, kind of got to go. Like if you're as charged up as he is, and somebody just fucking swat, sideswipe your car and 
they said no and look at they pulled a gun and your tire goes out it's like yeah yeah like, i kind of always saw it I'm well always... no it's it, it adds it's it's not just a simple cut and dried thing where it's like he killed some people randomly for mm-hmm. no reason like, yeah. it was a very weird situation and you do it, it also the movie let by doing that they let you have a little bit of sympathy for him at least I do. Like you kind of feel yeah, bad yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially like he adds to a voice. He's like, oh, "Man, they have a gun. I swear, I saw a gun. I swear, I saw a gun." Yeah, and I, and I will say, like, just for you know, the political side of things. Like, look, I, I, I definitely, I, I wish cops would resort to shooting only in like a the last possible scenario. That being said, in the context of the movie. I really like how ambiguous everything is. I think it just adds like a fun layer to it. But my favorite, my, my highlight of this scene though, is like, they don't, he's basically like, I'm so fucked. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then clearly like, while uh, <laughs> Robert Patrick does, he does, the, he does the worst plant job in the world. There's this EMT who yes, is not uh, having it. I, I said, <laughs> this medic has some unreal stake in this somehow. <laughs> and then it's like, that escalated quickly. And then I said, uh, and it's just that escalated quickly. All of a sudden, people are fighting, and then we get yeah, the yeah. Robert Patrick just like the the EMT goes this, that this bullshit wasn't there. Fucking throws an Uzi into the river. Robert Patrick punches him out, uh, and then you hear Harvey Keitel go, "Oh no!" Very, very, I, this is how good Harvey Keitel is because I first I thought, man, that's horrible acting. But I was like, he's trying to be horrible acting because he didn't do it. it was like he jumped, he jumped. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie because. Uh, Harvey Keitel is not ass on, but the character Ray that he's playing yes. is ass on. It's, it's like, it's, oh, he jumped. I couldn't stop him. Yes. His body hit the river. It's so bad. It's, but it's so fucking good funny. because he's supposed to be that. It's like, it took me a minute to come to that realization. Another thing that I really give this movie credit for is a lot of other movies would have really tried to like fuck with you at like, Oh, did yeah. Superboy actually yeah. jump or did he not? That, this movie is just instantly like, nope, it's all a cover. I'm like, oh, that was a surprising quick reveal. <laughs> yeah, because you just see him. It's in like the, the next the next scene. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because uh, you think they're gonna like slow play it, but it's like between Kaitel's like ass on acting when he jumps supposedly, and the fact that like Ray, uh, the fact that like Sly goes up to him like like two scenes later and goes. I know you. I know you're hiding Superboy in there, and like, and you just see him. Like, you're just like, oh, no, like, and that's what the movie's about. Though, it's like, it's just an open secret Mm -hmm. that they're like hiding Superboy. Like, everybody knows, but it's like the the code. Mm -hmm. You don't like rat each other out and stuff. It's really interesting, Uh, (laughs) but yeah. We also get a this uh, this also around time we get De Niro and Cattell's interaction in like the thing where it's like, oh, heard so much. I can't. Even do it. it was like, what you doing down here, Mo? It's like, uh, that ah. that'll come. That'll come okay. in a while. Because uh, right. I, I actually don't think I made good notes here, but I didn't uh, either. I have. Uh, uh, but because like basically, we kind of cut to they're being grilled about what happened yes, on the bridge, yes. and and De Niro is there, but his yeah. partner's doing most Maybe of the grilling. That's where I said he's so good. Yeah, because because <laughs> his partner's really grilling. Because he's like. You, if you don't come and tell us, you can be off the fucking force forever. Like, yeah, you, you're fucked here, man. You gotta <laughs> like, tell us what we want, or we're gonna take your fucking badge. Like, you tell us what we need to know, 
or we're going to take your fucking badge. Well, yeah. it's, it's funny, too, because, <laughs> and, like... And, like, the lawyer tries to index says, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, it's definitely that whole thing where it's, like, like Malik Yoba's going for... And the back, for back, forth of De Niro just cuts in, and it's, like, it's a voice that commands attention. It's, yeah. like, no, no, you shut the fuck up. I'm talking here. Uh, S-class mustache for De Niro yeah. here. Yeah, it's uh, still just, not... Just I want, a great look. Yes, I want to make fun of him. I'm, like... Now that look probably worked for him in those days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I love the way he looks in this movie. Uh, I have a note here that just says, is this the saddest I've ever seen Sly? Uh, yeah. I think it's when he's looking at the bridge after yes. his car accident. Uh, I was just like, because I can't think of a lot of movies where he just looks this mopey. Mm. Uh, like maybe the first Rocky at certain points. Yeah. But uh, uh, I love to see, the, Sly, I love to see six, Sly sad. The sixth Rocky maybe when he's just kind of wandering around. I guess in Creed he has cancer. Yeah. Uh, but... Now the six Rocky is pretty well because Did like... I ever tell you that uh, he argued about him having cancer in that movie? No. He was like, what, what if it was like my neighbor? Like the neighbor has cancer and I'm like helping him through it. And they, some, they had to basically be like, Sly, this movie doesn't work. You have to be the one that has cancer. That's like the emotional core of this movie. <laughs> like you, he's like, I don't know if I want to look weak. Like maybe I could, like Action Boys are making a lot of jokes where he's like, Hey James, like, what if I did like a training montage and I, like, I got really fit by the end of the movie? It's like, no, that's not the point of the movie. How about at the end, I come in, I knock out Drago instead of you know, the other way around. That's like how his mind works. It's yeah. so weird. It's weird to me that I think he's genuinely a genius, but also he's capable of such nonsense. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, Cass is insane. De Niro. That's my note. Uh, we cut to Sly's like sleeping in the car and mm. we meet his new partner, Janine Garofalo. Yes. Oh, that's who I was wondering who that was. Oh, okay. Uh, and she's like holding the speed gun. They're in a 25. Someone goes by doing like 50. I thought it was 71. Well, first there's a car that does is doing 50. She kind of looks at Sly like, cause she's like new on the job and she's like, uh, 50. He's like, no, that's, uh, that's, uh, Jamie. I'm sure it's fine. But then a car goes by doing fucking 71 and even Sly has to be like 71 and a 25 is a little crazy. Uh, and so they, they pulled him over and it turns out to be Robert Patrick and, and Harvey Keitel and Janine Garofalo goes up there to try to like be a real cop and Harvey Keitel just completely fucking. Don't, don't you know who we are? We get, we get pass around here. And he's like, hey, sweetie, that's not how things work around here. He's like, he's like, and he just goes, Freddie, Freddie. And, and, Sly climbs down. He's like, "Oh, is this so, a new is this a new car? So, I didn't recognize it." Uh, so, sorry, Ray. We'll, we'll get this taken care of. <laughs> yeah, Ray's Ray's the big shot. He's like the head guy. And there's there's a lot of like dialogue towards like he's I, the one that set up this whole town. Mm-hmm, basically, yeah. uh, that's Harvey Keitel's character. Which I thought was weird. They kept, his name was Ray Donlin. I kept thinking they called him Ray Donovan, which, the, <laughs> which is the show with Leave Schreiber that I want to see yeah. really bad that yeah. I haven't seen. So I'm like. Man, I wonder if this is this like a true story or something like that. It's like, oh, it's Donlin, never mind. They there's like a they just dismiss Janine Garofalo and, and Sly. We immediately see that he kowtows to Harvey Keitel yes. and and Janine Garofalo is like mad about. It. There's like a really shitty remark where Robert Patrick is like, "Pretty cute, huh?" And you're just like, "What a fucking scumbag!" Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, after he was just a complete think, piece of shit. To I her. think my nose is mustache cop is a dick. <laughs> Uh, Rappaport is in the back seat, and yeah. we just see him just like, get up in like, the back oh. window. We see Sly see him, and Sly just kind of goes, mm. and you're just mm. like, as an audience member, you're kind of like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you, you got to do something about mm-hmm. that. But that's like 
the tension of the movie is just watching Sly continue to like not act and be complacent and stuff. It's it's pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, this is when De Niro shows up at the coffee shop because Kaitel and Patrick and the older guy are they're basically like okay, so we have Superboy. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do with him? Like, there's no body. Like, the fucking mm-hmm. mare is breathing down my neck. Uh, like, this whole thing is fucked. And De Niro just strolls in, and they immediately go yeah. quiet. Uh, and <laughs> this is a great scene, too. It's like, oh, we do your most. Like, oh, you heard so much about this. It was way of life. It's like, oh, what, are we the Amish now? Oh, the fucking Amish out here? Uh, he's like, and then we get some expo. Like me and me and the Mo, me and Mo were in the same were in the same group. Yeah, we get some cops position where uh, De Niro and Kaitel were in the same academy class, and until like, he fell for that redhead in IA and transferred him, it's like you remember that way differently than I do. <laughs> yeah, and they, they, there's clearly some tension yes. here where there's can also you like feel the tension in the air right now. <laughs> I know I can. I can feel it all the way in my plums, uh, but. There's like there's an interesting throwaway line that I think's worth noting that De Niro does kind of offhandedly mention that Kaitel was like a very prolific cop mm-hmm. in the sense that like he collared people like a motherfucker. That, uh, that was a really good. It's later, but I was saying it's really good scene. I like the idea where they're showing other people, but they're still you're hearing De Niro and Stallone's conversation in the background. Yeah, yeah, and Stallone is like watching mm-hmm. all of this kind of mm-hmm. like from across the street. Mm-hmm. But but basically, like De Niro just shows up to kind of punk. Uh, these guys out and say like I'm poking into this and and I I guess we haven't explained but De Niro is a he's an internal affairs cop mm-hmm. so he's he's highly suspicious of this whole Superboy bullshit mm-hmm. and he shows up in Garrison to basically be like I'm on to you and they're yeah. and they're kind of like fuck and when he leaves like fucking rat yeah when he leaves Kaitel's like fucking rat uh, <laughs> so because of course I A is the yes. most despised of all the I, cops <laughs> in all my movies like I I people are kind of dicks yeah one of my favorite I A officers of all time of course being uh, Street Kings uh, uh, <laughs> oh, that's one of the best yeah <laughs> what the fuck are you in my office uh, what I love the it. fuck are you doing jail with my people in lunch <laughs> Tom is a good cop uh, that's pretty good. Uh, oh yeah, so uh, Sly sees uh, this turtle fall off this woman's car, so he goes to return it. I th- I, and I just my notes the way he stares at him, he has some really creeper feelings for this woman. I got a feeling. Oh, I, I guess it's worth mentioning, but we don't get the exposition about it till later. But yeah, Stallone is like walking across the street. There's a really funny moment where De Niro is in a no parking zone and he thinks he's gotten a ticket and it's just like a flyer for the carnival. That because that's just how lazy this town yeah. is. They don't even give out like parking tickets and shit. And he's like De Niro's like, "Oh, I thought you gave me a ticket." Uh and Stallone's like, "What?" Uh and then like there's some kids fighting in an alley. He's just like, "Hey, break it up. Go to the park." It's it's like such a weird you just see like how ineffectual he is and De Niro's like Here's my card if you ever want to call me. And Stallone's just kind of like, meh. Uh, and, uh, but then Stallone visits Liz, who's played by, what did I say her name was? Uh, Angela. Sorry, sor- something like that. Uh, Tony Soprano's crazy girlfriend. Yeah, crazy ex-girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> uh, Annabella, so, so, I can't not say her last name, Siora. Uh, uh, not sure. I'm not even going to try to pronounce some of those Sicilian ass names. But uh, you immediately... So there's like something going on here. I one of my favorite parts of this is he, he goes to return the turtle and she like kind of invites him in and walks away yeah. and he walks into the house for a little bit. It's sort of like very lo- looks at odd. looks at he sees a picture of her and her husband 
and kind of just walks back out to the porch without her seeing any of this. Like, it's just a really... It's very odd. It's, it's, uh, that's where I said creeper feelings, definitely. There's, and then, yeah, I was like, there's something weird going on here. It just goes to show how pathetic Salone is, really, that he's like this, got this puppy dog-like crush on this woman. Yeah, we'll find out later that he literally, he literally saved her life. It's a pretty good reason to have a puppy dog crush. (laughs) It's, she has a really good line when they're together later, when she's like, She's like, what are you supposed to do when you owe somebody your your life? I was like, that is such a weird dynamic to be in. And, and, and it's, that, and it's that, like she it's like she knows that he's into her. And and the fact that they never got together tells you a lot. Yeah. Either he was too pathetic to actually pursue her, or she just genuinely has never felt that way for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, she does complain about there's some garbage that's not hers. And He's like, oh, which one? These aren't isn't your garbage. She's like, just that one bag. And so, because he has nothing fucking better to do, he like follows up on this garbage. And I'm <laughs> like, this this letter lead to some of this is useless. And then it takes us to a Harvey Cattell's wife is the culprit. <laughs> she's she's just fucking smoking, holding a dog. And she's like, what do you want from me? He's like, well, I found your I found your phone bill in the thing, so I know it's yours. Which actually, it's like you get little hints that like. Stallone isn't incompetent. Like mm-hmm. he's at least clever enough to be like, I looked in the garbage. There was a phone bill. It clearly belongs to you. So I'm mm-hmm. following up on it. But because he he has, he knows what's going on, but he has basically has no power to enforce anything. And she's basically like, well, what the fuck are you gonna do about it? And then she basically straight up tells him like, yeah, I'm fucking Liz's uh, Liz's husband in a very <laughs> weird way. Because like Joey complained, us telling him to stop soiling my sheets and my notes. Like soiling her sheets, like. Uh-huh. And then it's like a, a very weird dynamic because she's like older. So there's like weird, like cougar stuff going on here where uh, Liz's husband, who's what's his face? Something uh, Peter Berg. Berg, Peter Berg. So Peter Berg is fucking like essentially his boss's wife. Yeah. Like, very, uh, <laughs> I remember because it's at the uh, Superboy funeral where they kind of all have eye contact. I'm like, are they fucking? Yeah, they are. Like, I'm not like, uh huh. like, and like everybody knows about it. <laughs> yeah, but he is Harvey Cattell hasn't already killed him. Like, yeah. Well, he'll he'll get his later. Yes, we get to that later. <laughs> uh but uh, uh I think here uh Stallone reports to a scene where they there's like a throwaway line where cuz Kaitel tells Garofalo is like you don't pull over cops in this town. You only pull over outsiders. We get a little taste of that with this like black couple that's been pulled over yeah. by his deputy and they're like fucking racist ass motherfucker. We, we just want to see a view of the city over here yeah because like they don't do anything they don't do anything to the population because they're all cops mm-hmm. uh stallone is like having a flashback to the time that the car went off the bridge yeah. while he's like just staring at it, the river and then they, they like pull up and they're just like fucking racist ass cops and stallone, stallone's just like he doesn't even make a facial he doesn't react to it at all he just kind of stares blankly at them it's it's so good uh, <laughs> but Funny. Uh, i'm so ballless is all i got back from uh i think here we jumped to the uh i think we jumped to the bar scene where we have uh ray liotta yeah liotta's amping up sly well uh, because we get we get introduced to peter berg who is just he he plays a douchebag really well and he's he's a good i like peter berg a lot but they have a funny interaction where liotta like because peter berg comes up to sly because he's like Hey, I heard you were visiting my wife. Like that's kind of like what. And Leota kind of dives in and saves him in a weird yeah. way by being like, "Can't believe you fucking bet against the Bulls, you yeah. fucking moron." I was getting twelve 
I was getting 12 points like, against the defending three-time champions. And, and L.O. Burke has a killer line. I can't remember what, some like, fucking probably bet from the mess with your little boy self. And it's some. Yeah, he calls him, he's like, oh, just a little boy dreaming about the Nets being good. And he's like, how about I take out my my little thing and give you a big biter? He basically is like, suck my dick. In uh, a very way that just like, everybody's like, oh! Yeah, and Ray, and Ray Lewis come back is just, hey, Fuck you. <laughs> well, that's your Ray Lewis is now a wordsmith, we soon learn. <laughs> yeah, he's just a cokehead. Uh, <laughs> uh, here it is here. It's, uh, he says, uh, that, that was your inner child making a bet there, Joey. A little boy, jo- Joey, with the Mets poster taped above his bed. He said, tell you what, Figs, why don't you come over here, unzip me, pull out my inner child, and take a bite. Bite it hard and bite it thick. <laughs> fuck you. No, fuck you. My note here says uh, they're just openly talking about the crimes that they do. Uh, cause like the, the Harvey Keitel and the rest of the cops are just at a table, just, just straight up talking about like the, I think they're talking about the fact that they just have Superboy yeah. and they're just talking well, we got, about well, it. Well, we uh, or, and then like Leota comes over and they're just talking about like all the, like well, uh, cr- criminal activity that well, he gets up Ro- to. Robert Patrick, man, I think there was another scene where Ro- they were talking about like, Robert Patrick's like, Oh, you know, freaking tilled IA comes down here. Someone's talking. It's gotta be, uh, they're talking about Le- 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 it's got to be Fixie, which is Ray Leo's character, which is why they have this big sit down with him. Which yeah. I was really confused. They said something about that he's under is he's undercover, but it's like it's my understanding that like Ray Liotta is a New York cop, but part of the reason why he is the way he is is because he's like an undercover cop. So he's clearly in too deep. He's picked up a coke habit. Uh, in the first scene of the movie, we met his like Latina, like also coked up girlfriend. Uh, who will become important slightly later in the movie. And we have a quick line here about where mustache cop Robert Patrick says something like, at least, at least you're not banging some poor re- some reeking trash. It's one thing to help a co-kid out, but you don't have to open your own methadone clinic. Yeah, the, and, and this actually leads to, like, Leota and Patrick getting into a fight, which is, this is like, a fun. He this is the, an insane... He beats the fuck out of Robert Patrick. He's like, <laughs> like Robert, you think you're so fucking bad, and he's got fucking dart pressed in his nose? Because, well, like, fucking Robert Patrick pulls his gun on yeah. Leota, and Leota slams him against the wall, grabs a dart, jams like, it up his oh, nose. Oh, this, this is like a little boy wanting to fight a man here. <laughs> uh, and then he, like, pulls him over to this portrait, well there's like this sort of like sub story going on where there was this cop who was, I believe Harvey Keitel's partner. And I think in a way they say like Harvey Keitel built everything, but I think the partner helped a lot. Yeah. But it turned out that the partner who will later find out in a weirdly prescient, uh, title is known as the chokehold cop. Oh, (laughs) I saw the worst headline ever where it's like, there's, (laughs) sorry, I gotta say it now. The chokehold cop, one of the headlines, like, Chokehold cop will agrees to tell about the 37 precinct. It's like, oh no, I can't hope they don't read this fucking paper. <laughs> I just imagine that headline where it's like, this person right here, name address, agrees to tell everything about these people. Like, such a great thing to tell the world about. Can't imagine anybody reading this here and be like, we have to stop that. Yeah, and literally it will be a plot point later because like Stallone sees a guy he knows is a corrections officer, like on the cover of the paper where they're just like saying like, this guy's about to ruin all these cops lives. And then he mysteriously died fucking, uh, uh, what's the, what's the in jail? Yeah. What can I think of the, the guy who got killed in prison that we all just uh, have Tunny. to, huh? Tunny's no, I mean, in real life the, oh. the, the, that we all have to pretend wasn't killed. Oh, uh, 
the guy that had like the little St. James Island with all the kids, he was just flying. Oh, uh, uh, freaking um, uh, Epstein. Yeah, we have to like pretend that Epstein killed himself, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though we all just kind of know that he and, was murdered. <laughs> well, it's pretty stupid too because it's like it's like shit you see in a movie when like someone is someone kills himself in a jail. And it's like what about the security cameras? They mysteriously had malfunction. It's like that would never happen. It's like the security cameras mysteriously malfunctioned for the amount of time it would take for him to hang himself. <laughs> I mean, in real life. Yes. In real life, we like when they interviewed like the security guards. It's like, oh, I just you know that happened to be in the window. I, yeah. I fell asleep or something. I don't I, know. I mysteriously <laughs> vanished on my ship for the first time ever. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. What a weird world we live in. Oh yeah. <laughs> it is always scary. It's kind of like, one of those things where the conspiracy theorists get to be like, see, see, it's like, God damn it, don't be. Why you? Have yeah. To one be of my right? favorites is like, there's a guy that was like outing political people. And he was found with two bullet wounds in the back of his head, and it was ruled a suicide. That is a, that is a real that. thing. I, heard, I remember that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I can't remember. Some comedian my dad was like, I don't want I don't want him to shoot my in the face. <laughs> oh, better be sure I'll do it twice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's insane. That's up there with Family Guy where it's like the suicide note. And that is why I chop myself up and put myself in the garbage. <laughs> Must have some deep issues. <laughs> the, the dart in the nose is is great yes. though. Uh, uh, Sly gets called over to Liz's house uh, where she's having a bit of a d- domestic dispute with Peter yes. Berg, who's uh, fucked up too. Yeah, he's got like a wound on his eye. They're screaming at each other. Pretty crazy moment where yeah, Sly gets her to yeah, crack the door. He yeah, fucking a, boots get, it in. Yeah, a quick picture of a very cute Rottweiler as well. Let's say that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but he like breaks the door down. But then there's this moment again with the moral ambiguity where you're you're naturally inclined to be like, oh, this this abrasive cop is like abusing his wife. Like she basically confesses, like I smashed him in the face with a yeah. bottle. Yeah, which <laughs> domestic violence is wrong, people. No matter who does it. Yeah, it's kind of an insane little turn where it's like you almost for a moment are like, wow, I I got to give Peter Berg a little bit more credit because he's the kind of character I would have expected to just assault her after mm-hmm, that but right. he let her hit her him in the face with a bottle and he just wants to go to bed in his own bed i think yeah like it's, it's kind of crazy again it's just like nothing is just black and white in this movie no uh, it's flawed <laughs> even de niro who's supposed to be like the good cop which is like fuck him fuck him too what about so-and-so you fell off a bridge don't you read the fucking papers <laughs> yeah that was fucking two weeks ago and then when he, <laughs> oh, and then when he leaves he's like if that cupcake makes any noise, we can reopen this case. And you're like, what a scumbag. Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> let, let's let him do all the work. It's, uh, uh, speaking of scumbags, though, uh, we cut to a house uh, on fire. Uh, and uh, we find out it's Leota's house. He mm-hmm. shows up. It's funny because in retrospect, knowing what happened, I was like surprised by how casual he was when he, yeah. he, he rolls up in his car. He just gets out like he's he rips like so many cigarettes in this movie. He's just like. He's like got a cig. He's kind of looking at his house, like blah. But then he finds out that his girlfriend was in there, and she is burnt to I, a my, fucking crisp. My only thing is, damn, <laughs> she looks horrible. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I was even trying to because for like, how is she talking? She should be dead. But I was like, maybe she just got some like dirt and stuff. On. I was like, nope, she's burnt up. And then it's even worse when she <laughs> smiles. Like, holy shit! <laughs> and then she dies. Yeah. Uh, good, good little bit here from uh, Leota where uh, he's. The- I wasn't impressed with his crying. Really? No. He wasn't like sobbing though. It was just like it was like. 
then there is no pleasing you. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so Leota's house burns. We'll find out later that it actually was Leota that yeah. did this, but for a big chunk of the movie, you think like maybe the cops were getting yeah, back you, at him. Yeah, you think that, yeah. Uh, well, I also have a note here. I don't know what this is from. It's from, it's like, Sloan seems so unmotivated in this movie, but actually he was just trying to be really good, apparently. <laughs> that, I, this, I think so. This is where I put, is it a mistake to put him in a movie with really good actors? <laughs> I mean, d- don't get me wrong. Like, I do think like De Niro and Keitel well, are, are, you know, some of our better thespians, but I think Stallone is good in this, this movie. This is maybe where I have frustration because De Niro's so good and everything is in, but like you said, it's like, a, okay, a shoot for one day, I'm gone. Yeah. It's like we get so less than so many times with Sloan just being, <laughs> I'm doing a mopey face, people. It's great audio, I know. We get so much Sloan being a mopey person saying one or two lines, just being like, okay, I'm going to go back to looking sad now. <laughs> uh, we get, uh, there's this weird scene where Leota's being interviewed and Kaitel comes in and just kind of does this like, like hey, you, call, you call in, like, I'm off till Tuesday. I'll call you and give you, I'll call you and give a couple weeks. It's very like a uh, man bro. Like yeah. he's not saying like, sorry for the girlfriend dying. Like, just kind of like, I'll get you some leave. I'm not, not going to show weakness here, but uh, and, I'll, 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 I'll support you in the best way I can. And it is interesting because in retrospect, they actually didn't have anything to do with yeah. burning his house down. So yeah. I guess he kind of was trying to be a, like a good yeah. guy uh, for, for Ray Liotta, which is interesting. Uh, we see uh, this is where De Niro visits Sly. Yes. And, and like, he's basically like, you know, and I know these cops are up to no good. Uh, blah blah blah. This was is where, this, this is where we get was the, this before or after the uh, Superboy uh, funeral. This is right before. Okay, a- according to my notes, or no, it's after. Yeah, yeah, because I have I have the notes for uh, freaking um. You you'll get kicked out of this when they when uh Cattell, well Cattell introduces uh uh Sloan to these two guys and they pretty much he's trying to butter him up even more like hey mm-hmm. look what I can do for you and basically uh I, my notes. Holy shit, it's Phil Leotardo and Bill Rawls. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the funny scene where uh, Hattel's like, he introduces him. He's like, I want to I introduce you to these I guys. Want, I want to introduce you to a guy mine. This, this is Freddy. Yeah, he, he's, Freddy wants to be a cop. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, I would love to have someone on you like my team. And Stallone's like, is he, well, is he well, serious? He said, well, he <laughs> says, he's got a hearing problem. And uh, I just, I, is Frank Vincent's his name. No, that's his name. And, uh, no, that's no, the actor. Oh, Frank Vincent. Yeah, his uh, Marine Frank Marino, I think his name is in the casino. But he go, he's like, they say something like he's, he's like, you want a lip reader, are you? It's like, no, no, I just one ear. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, are they serious about that? And and like, Harvey Kidd was like, that's the way it works, you know. That's the way it works. You gotta know someone. <laughs> uh, and and you're right. Kaitel is like trying to butter Stallone up because he's doing. He, he's noticed Stallone's being a little like hmm about his stuff lately, so yeah. he's kind of buttering him up. We get a get a fun funeral scene where. Uh, uh, yeah. This this is where uh Peter Berg eyes Cattell's wife. Thing in my second. So is Peter Berg fucking Cattell's wife? Yep. Uh, they're all looking at each other. There's a funny moment where Garofalo's like, "What? What's in the box?" And Stone's like, "His what? his uniform." What's in the box? <laughs> oh, what's in the box? <laughs> uh, but as they're all like moseying off, this is when De Niro crashes into the sheriff's office and sort of grills Stallone. We but, get this is we, where he says man. like. Oh, everybody's walking around, all guys in blue, carrying pieces. It's like you're the sheriff of Copland. Ah, uh, he said it. <laughs> he said, he said it. so many other things. He's like, or he's, uh, so I'm like, yeah, you, I'm like, you test you here in three times, didn't pass. Cause then he's like, you want to be a cop? I am a cop. 
like, <laughs> you're, law, you're law enforcement, but the same as I am, but you are in no way a cop. Yeah. Uh, 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 Leota comes in at one point and it kind of like eavesdrops on them mm-hmm. a little bit too. And De Niro closes the door. It's, it's a good little scene between Stallone's being really obstinate and not giving De Niro anything. And De Niro's kind of like, shit, this is a dead end and ends up leaving. And actually on top of that, <laughs> he just, Stallone just goes straight to Kaitel and is like, De Niro's been poking around. He knows, like, I, he knows that you have super. Because, like, they're throwing this weird ass party. Yeah. And, like, Superboy's just out in the open and everyone's, like, partying. Like, with this him. is Superboy. This is by so and so from California or something. They say he's from some other place. And, yeah, because, oh, Kaitel's talking to his, uh, whoever his source is, who was like, they're going to need to find a body in the, in the river. And he's like, he's my sister in law's, ne- he's my sister in law's son. And it's, and it's like, I went to the mayor for you. You got to make this right. There's a funny throwaway line where they go, he, you said he's adopted, right? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, and actually, uh, one of the, uh, so the wife, Harvey Keitel's wife that, uh, I keep forgetting Peter Berg, Peter Berg's boning. Yeah. She clearly knows what's up and she, there's this really tense moment where she like writes this note and she's like, I made this drink for you. And, and Rappaport's like, okay, I don't need it. And she's like, no, please. I want you to take this drink. And he's like, oh, okay, you, you made you made you it special you, for you me. Must, you must have made it special for me. Okay, yeah, I'll drink it. And, and we know, like, she's trying to pass him a note, and she's like, really, like, Fran, like, does a really good job of showing that <laughs> you need to read this. Yeah, but she can't say it out in the open because, and so we'll pay that off in a second. But, I, until I saw the note, I thought like she had like spiked it for a second. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, in this little chunk here, though, Liz goes to see Stallone, mm-hmm. and we just, like he's playing a record. There's a funny moment where. It's funny because like records are like back and like they're cool now. Yeah. So there was this weird moment in this scene where she's like, you know, you can get this on a CD and in stereo now. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> and Sloan has a funny line where he's like, wouldn't make a difference to me. Cause like he can only hear it in one yeah. ear. <laughs> right. uh, and she has that line where she's like, it's really weird to be, owe your life to somebody. I feel, I feel like that's also the opening line in some pornos. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It's a little inconclusive as to whether they actually bone yeah. or not. I almost uh, compare it also to the weird. It was like, are they supposed to be the same age? Because there's supposed to be a giant age gap between the two. Yeah, she seems a lot younger yeah, than him. It, it's, I almost compare it to the weirdness, like not weird age gap almost, but like uh, of uh, Bruce Willis and Jessica Alba in uh, Sin City. Because mm. it's just very awkward. Because in the first, well, in, scene, in Sin City though, it's like it's acknowledged that he's yeah. like she's weird, yeah. and the fact that she's like because she was like like fucking. Yeah, five when he like saved her, and, and he, he was gets, like he was like a thirty year old man. And he gets he gets out of jail, and she's a fucking stripper, pretty much. And it's yeah, like, that'd be really fucking weird. I love their weird dynamic. Yeah, and, and, and I said what I thought was cool too. <laughs> I love her. Uh, underrated in the second movie, she's uh, unhinged in a Dame to Kill for. I haven't seen that one. Oh, uh, like that movie's kind of hot garbage, but she is fantastic mm-hmm. in that movie because she's like she's because he died in yeah, the first movie, and so she's just like fully lost her mind and there's this really great scene where she's like fucking bottle of booze in one hand huge revolver in another where she's like about to kill the head of the city because she's like fully lost her mind because mm-hmm. he's the the guy the guy who's the father of the dude that tried to kidnap her mm-hmm. that like runs the city yeah, she uh, like wants revenge Rourke, on him yeah, and stuff Rourke. like her her little story in that's actually pretty good yeah uh the, but also uh, they like inexplicably re- replace mickey rourke with Clive Owen, I believe. No, uh, uh, it's the other way. They, so I think. Are they? No, Clive Owen is in. Clive Owen's in the first Sin City, right? They were they did a switcheroo because like the character of Dwight McCarthy, 
they talk about he did he had like a some surgery where they changed his yeah because they just didn't get him back so they had yeah. this really ham-fisted weird see, yes. but then also like the timeline of a dame to kill for it. it's like a prequel and a sequel it's it's really strange. yeah clive owing is in the first sin city and then in the first one and in, in the sequel they replaced him with uh, <gasps> that's uh josh right. brolin that's right that's right uh, the thing is where I confuse Josh Brolin and Ray Liotta sometimes. Just they have the kind of the same face. Yeah, definitely, totally. Uh, but see, I I think Liz kind of pity fucks Sly. Honestly, do they have uh, bone or they just kiss? It's, it's like, left in. This this is not a good idea. They kiss and it kind of fades to black, and you just kind of see her walk out to her car. I just I've never been least interested in a sex scene in my life. Well, what's funny is this this romance never pays off. No, it, it almost goes. <laughs> Like you think once Peter Berg dies, it's gonna heat up, but it gets worse. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Uh, we cut back though. Superboy finally spots the note. It basically is like they're gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he there's just a loose gun in a holster, yeah. and so he grabs it. We get this really tense scene. I really love the, the way the I love uh the lighting of like pool water, mm-hmm. just kind of like that that drifting the way it plays on your face or whatever. Kaitel's out by the pool, and I love the logic of the movie because they can't fucking shoot yeah, him because he has to drown uh, i will say this they really they should have got some more people involved in this to drown him or should have fucked got more fucked up or something because this goes so poorly you know they weren't expecting him to be strapped yeah. but they basically is like it's funny because he switches to ass kissing mode where he's like ray i gotta tell you i'm so thankful for all this stuff and i'm really tired i, I really need to go I, back to bed I, I, I'd rather, can we like do this tomorrow like i appreciate you doing everything for me but I, like, I really like to go to bed oh where's peter berg at oh he's working where's joey uh and like they just eventually they fucking grab him and dunk him in yeah. the pool and then uh you actually see peter berg roll up on a motorcycle yeah. and he hears gunshots and you just see fucking michael rapport rabbit into the woods and they try to chase him and, and peter berg is so appalled because he like basically shows up in the middle of this like like i think rapport even like runs past him or something yeah. and he's like what the fuck's going on he's like like he fucking we what the fuck did you want us to yeah. do uh, let's see where i can find the quote because it's, pre- it's a pretty good one too uh oh he's like what the fuck Ray? you said you were, you said pda was gonna set this guy up new life and everything you think i'm all that huh joey <laughs> yeah uh, uh I, I did it now too i said Rayleigh. Yeah. uh kaitel's just like what the fuck am i made of like, like what do you what, want what do you, what, you think i'm capable of that <laughs> i will say it was very poor playing all together to like okay he fakes his death action boys had, yeah, a, yeah. had action boys had a really funny line they're like you know what you don't see in a lot of movies there's a line in this movie where stallone's like if they were trying to save Superboy, like why would they try to turn around and kill him? And Ray Liotta's basically like, his plan got fucked up. Like you never see anybody in a movie just say their plan got fucked yeah. up. <laughs> like, it went downhill fast because <laughs> it is like the mayor's like breathing down their neck and they mm. don't they don't know what to do. Mm. So th- to save their own asses, they're like they they'll they'll kill Superboy to save themselves. Uh, but so yeah, Superboy gets away though. Uh, again, Rappaport doing some patented running. Uh, my my. Uh, all caps note is cases closed, which I know refers to, we cut to the IA office. The mayor has shut down the garrison yeah, we investigation. It. We get a great scene De with Niro De Niro. just <laughs> flips a switch. He's like, we're fucking shut down. Go to fucking lunch. Go to lunch. He's like, don't look at me. Go to fucking lunch. Go to lunch. Is that a garrison file? Put And he's just throwing shit. I mean, what a, this is the dream, right? Where you get to do a scene where you just fucking trash some a place you're just like throwing shit around because you're not the one that has to pick that shit up mm-hmm. like it like it's so funny just like 
swipes a shelf, slams his door. The, the case is closed. We're done. The case is closed. Finish. Over. Go to lunch. Hey, you. Go to lunch. Go to lunch. <laughs> and the guy's like got a sandwich in his hands already. Dude. The case is fucking closed. Uh, he's so done. It, it's funny. Uh, the, the, we get to, we're, we're back at the bar, the cop bar, the four aces that your grandfather owns. Yes. yes. Four uh, aces, yep. <laughs> Stallone goes to the bathroom and Robert Patrick comes in and says like a couple like smarmy remarks to him. Yeah. Well, one of the ones like, instead of getting captive from a cokehead, maybe you should go do this or something like that. Yeah. He's like, he's like making fun of Stallone for listening to Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm. And Stallone kind of says something like, Hey, maybe you're the one that burned his house. What, like, what, what's your alibi for the night that his house got burned down? Yeah, and he has a great line. The one that I wrote down is like, he's like, hey, I'm fucking Gandhi. <laughs> I, that sounds like retribution. I, I'm not about, I, I leave that to the Lord Almighty. I'm fucking Gandhi. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Uh, my next note just says Sly gets yelled at by Ray Liotta. I think this is when Ray Liotta, because Ray Liotta's crashing mm. with Sly because yeah. his house burned down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ray Liotta just yells at him and expo dumps on him too, where he's like, he's like, you should be pissed. You 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 were half deaf, so you didn't get to be a cop. And now this other cop's fucking that, no, the that girl. That was way earlier. That was earlier when, that was before Liotta got in a fight with Robert Patrick. Oh, you, yeah, you're right. This that, is, that did happen. This is, more, this is when he tells him about like the, if you see a red light, you got to turn right. It's yeah. all about diagonals. Yeah, it's like, uh, you want to go straight out? No, you got to go di- diagonal. Which it's weird because like basically Leota's like, he's like, they got families, don't he? He's basically telling Sly like, if you really want to get these guys, you can hit them where it hurts. And it's interesting because Sly does not take this advice no, at all. No, negative. He just goes straight head on and straight to new york <laughs> obviously seeing we get a thing where Edie falco recognizes him and yeah like, but he it's really good because he's like a guy's bleeding out and we actually smash cut to the rooftop new york a cop's been stabbed he's bleeding out he's on he's on the radio this guy's a fucking monster it's a monster i'm telling you i can't fucking slice my tendon He's like, they're like, give us your location. And we cut over to the other route. It's like another route. I don't know what uh, the layout this of this is. This is very confusing <laughs> because I don't know what Method Man is doing to Peter Burke here as he, tra- he trashed. Well, as him. far as I can tell, uh, my assumption was uh, our boy Method Man has been hired to threaten Peter Burke because Peter Burke has now become a problem because he's not happy yeah. about what they did to Superboy. He kind of, I think he's at the bar. He complains to Ray Liotta and storms off, I think. Yeah, Method Man's got him by the collar. He's like, He's like, you got a wife? You got kids? Officer Randoni? Uh, he's like, you want to go home and kiss your wife and feed your kid? What does he say? Like, uh, feed, feed a, him a little cereal it, or whatever? Yeah, it's a weird thing, too, where he's like, got him oppressed, and he's like, he, he ran presses Like, is he fucking him? What is going on here? Yeah, there's like there's like 5,000 cops surrounding this building. Well, it's uh, also very weird because he tries to tell him, just go home. Just leave. And then he tries to walk away. Peter Berg fights him. That's when he tosses him over the ledge. And yeah. Peter Berg's like hanging. And so uh, uh, Kaitel and Patrick are here. And you get a crazy scene where Kaitel bursts through this door, sees Peter Berg like dangling from this TV and antenna. And then he closes the door. And like acts like he's trying to lock it. He pretends like he's trying to do a, a lock pick and all these cops run up. They're like, just kick it down. He's like, just, uh. just a second, just a second. Yeah. And so basically like Kaitel in full, vi- I mean, we've already seen him try to kill Superboy, but just full villain mode. He yeah, purposely delays these cops. Killing people. Yeah. Uh, and, and ends up, but Peter Burke fucking falls to his death and yeah. splatters all over the we concrete. We didn't even see it though. That was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I will say uh, in the flashback, I, I don't remember where the full flashback happens, but. 
I think there's some really well shot sequences. Like there's not a lot of action in this movie, but you know, we get stuff like the car in the river in the water and, and like tipping over on its side and shit. I think yeah. there's some really well shot stuff in this. Uh, I really like the way the movie looks. Uh, yeah. My note says Kaitel sandbags. So Joey dies. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> uh, crazy where like sly and leota are like trying to figure out what to do about superboy yeah. he fucking shows up at sly's house and yeah. and sly's like he's like you got to help me my uncle's trying to fucking kill me but then leota comes out of the bathroom after doing a rail yeah. and superboy just runs off again and they chase after him uh, <laughs> at, what, at what point do we get the uh Stallone and de niro scene that's awesome or oh it's coming soon okay uh first we get we actually get joey's funeral yeah uh and like so you know liz is crying it's mm. uh, this time they actually have a body joey really yes. did die uh, lots of close-ups joey of, did lots of close-ups of Kaitel just like kind of stoically like looking or nope. it's just like, no selling it yeah it's funny because it's like Kaitel in the Superboy funeral it's like he knows what's up and now in the joey funeral just like a full other like non-reaction mm. it's really interesting mm. uh i believe that sly he, sly either goes to Kaitel's house or this is at the bar but he basically goes to Kaitel and he's like look Superboy showed up he's he asked me for help we can make things right it, it, this is at the bar I, I i surround myself with men Fred, freddie okay what you have here you have a plan of a boy yeah he, he basically dresses sly down in front of the whole bar and sly just finally goes fuck it and this is when he puts on his little suit and and uh goes to visit de niro because basically sly's like if none of you are going to do the right thing, I'm going to do the right thing. I think we mentioned it, uh, but I don't remember which scene in particular happens, but Stallone has that like, you know, if I saw that car go in the river, I wouldn't even do anything. I'd just stand around thinking about it or whatever. And we're getting like some character motivation where he's tired of like being this like guy on the sidelines watching all this nonsense go down. He wants to be a hero again. And so he thinks the right thing to do is to like go to De Niro and be like, look, I literally saw mm -hmm. Superboy alive. I can like we can like figure this out. We can you, nail. You, you came to me. You told me I could do something. That was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> what about Babbage? Fuck him. What about Darlin? Fuck him too. <laughs> what, what about him? he fell off a building? Don't you read the fucking papers? <laughs> what about Joey? He's like fell off a and he's like more concerned about his sandwich. He's like I order from this place. Like, they, they never they, get they any fuck, napkins. They don't give me fucking napkins. What am I supposed to fucking do with this? You want this? This fucking anemic looking sandwich yes. that he's eating. That he takes so many <laughs> bites. I'm like it. It does not go away. Uh, but finally, like like Stallone starts getting more and more riled up, and De Niro's like, "What do you want me to do? Listen here, you deaf fuck. Listen to me, you deaf fucker. You blew it." You blew it. Chris, I got the clothesline <laughs> just because they're so good. Uh, let me see if I can find it. It was like, listen, you deaf fuck. I offered you a chance when we could have did something. You offered you a chance. You blew it. You blew it. <laughs> and still, Stallone's like, all of you are the same. And mm. he like slams his door and leaves. And so this is like really, uh, it's actually kind of a full downward spiral from here because De Niro's not going to help him. Uh, as he's leaving though stallone takes like these files he's going through basically just a, a bunch of evidence that everybody in garrison is corrupt as shit but but even his own like he's with janine garofalo and she basically just goes fuck you i don't want to be a part of this <laughs> you want no part of this dewey cox like she just she literally just leaves and yeah we... here dewey you want no part of this shit <laughs> uh, she's like i'm going back to my old job and she's out don't see her yes. for the rest of the movie yeah. uh his deputy's pretty dubious as well mr well 
Mr. Emerson. Yeah, well, no, the well, he find he eventually finds Superboy by going to uh, uh, Cattell's wife, and she tells him where he's at, and that's when he has him in the cell, and his deputy kind of wants to be there, but someone's like, "Go home. You don't have to be a part of this." Well, yeah, uh, that we <laughs> happens much later. Oh, my, I'm skipping ahead here because <laughs> uh, Garofalo leaves. That Sly's talking about like taking these guys down, but. Garofalo's not in. His his partner's not in. We actually cut to a carnival. His partner's in a dunk tank. Oh, yeah, the carnival. Uh, we get like a fun scene that, that we kind of need where Stallone goes up to one of those like air gun uh, things and he's like, he's like, he's like, what is it? I got to get like three out of six to, to win the toy. He's like, no, you cops are fucking making me lose my shirt. It's five out of six on the star. And Stallone goes yeah, to fire the first thing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And Patrick like walk, Robert Patrick walks up and like sort of distracts him so he misses the first shot and he's like oh n- not much of a good shot and then oh, he said no he says you're at five in a row to win there freddie then just <laughs> boom 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 and he's just, you can tell you i don't expect to some of those rob powers like damn yeah you're like oh shit Stallone's a good uh, shot yeah uh so I, I like that carnival scene he also like is trying to win a turtle like the same yes. turtle from earlier uh, in the movie fucking poor sap you and speaking of he goes to liz and he's like He's I did not see this going down this way. Yeah, he goes to her to like try to tell her, like, look, I'm gonna like try to take down these corrupt people, and she is not having no. it. She's like, What, are you trying to replace Joey? Like, what what the fuck do you think you're even doing here? And he, and he just kind of stares at her sadly and he just goes, Okay. And then that's I believe the last we see of Liz where it just didn't work mm-hmm. out. Uh this, this guy's life sucks. Uh, but uh, also great because as he's leaving Liz's, he gets in his car. And you see this shadowy figure in his back seat, yeah. uh, and it's one of the older cops. And he's like, "It's like Freddie, you need to stop poking into this." And Stallone, kind of ice cold here, he's just kind of like, yes. uh-huh. "What are you gonna do, Freddie? You gonna arrest the whole town? You gonna go to New York to take paint by numbers cop lessons?" <laughs> like, you know, Ray likes you. That'll mean I'm gonna let you fuck up and ruin his life. And Stallone's just kind of like, "I'm gonna do what I have to do. I'm gonna find Superboy." And the guy's just kind of like. Uh, where's Superboy? But knew where he was he already in the city. Yeah, yeah. And the guy just kind of goes mm, and leaves. He says like he's like I will fuck your life up, Freddie. You won't even see it coming. And you're like oh shit. Uh, and that's sort of uh, oh actually no we uh, he's back home talking to Leota. We've we've seen like various bits of like Leota just straight up leaving coke on a mirror yeah. and like Stallone washes it and like he's like thinking about Garofalo because he was telling Garofalo like he's like. And also these cops, they definitely blew up Leota's house. And she's like, he got a huge ass check from his house burning down. You don't think maybe it was him? And and he's kind of like, hmm. And so he's getting suspicious of Leota. So he goes to investigate the house. Leota fucking shows up and just straight up goes, yeah, man, I did it. He's like, you're not going to find anything. Cover my tracks well. Yeah, I love that. I love that Leota just tells him. The bomb bomb squad lady gave you something, didn't she? What about Monica? You told me she was watching a pay-per-view warehouse. I'm like, pay-per-view? <laughs> oh, what was that? Was it the Royal Rumble 1999 or whatever year this was? <laughs> 96. 96. Uh, what was I think your, Hogan was still there. What was your uh, uh, Airheads thing? 90s what? bitch or something uh, like that? Like, welcome to the 90s, bitch. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the 90s. Uh, pay-per-view. What a yeah. time. <laughs> uh, you said you could get a movie for like 20 bucks, couldn't you? <laughs> still can. Still can. Yeah, uh, very but, true. But basically- Am- uh, Amazon, five bucks. Which is a funny story. My fucking boss one day, we were, talk- we were just bullshitting, and he's like, yeah, I paid like five $5 the other night for a Alien Covenant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is that the one with Ju- Juicy Smollett? And he goes, oh yeah, I always forget he's in that. 
<laughs> He's a big alien fan, so. <laughs> Terrible movie. Uh, yes. <laughs> but alien Cohen, yes. I. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Leota and Stallone get into a bit of a knockdown drag out here where Leota's like, I don't give a fuck about fuck this em. town. Fuck them. I got, I got a check for $200,000 in my pocket. I can saw a new life. He's like, I'm out. And he's like, fine, run away. Uh, it's weird. His name is spelled like F-I-G-G-I-S. Yes. But everyone just calls him Figs. Figgins. Or, uh, like Figsy or Figs. Figsy but... is what most common thing. That's what <laughs> I refer to him as mostly in my notes. Yeah, but he's like, he's like, fine, run away, Figsy. Uh, this is like, this is the true darkest soul moment where just nobody has Stallone's back. Listen, I got a check in my pocket for two or thousand dollars. I got a chance to start my life again. I don't give a shit about this town. I don't give a shit about that town. And don't give a shit about your fucking justice. Yeah, your fucking justice. Like he's not having any of it. Uh, Stallone is not. He's not dropping it though. He goes and visits the aunt Harvey Keitel's wife. He basically is like, "I know you know where he is," and she's like, "Why the fuck would I tell you?" And he's like, "I'm, I'm the only chance he's got." And she. And so we actually get this cool scene where he, he climbs yeah. up the water tower and like, and you see all these Campbell soup cans yeah. and shit. You're like, Oh God. Like, <laughs> uh, like clearly the ant's been like bringing him food yeah. and stuff, but he finds Superboy uh, like pretty well. Like, you know, you, you really can't miss with like flashlight shit in a right. movie. It just always looks good. Mm -hmm. uh, but Rappaport, he's like, he seems to know the score. He's like, this is the only guy that can help me. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he puts him in the jail cell, which is like kind of, I was yeah. like, oh shit. Uh, the deputy is being a little bitch. He's like, well, he's like on the phone with his wife. Very like, loudly, <laughs> almost like, I have to stay, baby. He's like, I got no one else. I gotta stay. I gotta stay. I gotta so, stay. Uh, and then it's like, Sloan gives me out. It's like, okay. He's like, she's, she's pregnant. She's worried. You know, he's just she, like, get the fuck out of here. Just played the reverse psychology to a T there. I will say I'm like, Stallone, leave in the middle of the night. I don't know why he waits till yeah, the morning. It's the worst plan ever. <laughs> he's not a plan Smith by Amy. He's, we don't, we don't have a fucking, you know, great plan. Yeah, leave in the middle of the night would be much easier in the middle of the night. Not, and <laughs> like, oh wow. They were, they, they cracked that plan so well. Just walked out and jumped him. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. It's so straightforward. It's almost like, it's almost hilarious. Cause it's just like, there's like a little bit of tension where he's, he's marching Rappaport out immediately. Yeah. Robert Patrick, they just jump him and beat the shit out of him. And a brutal moment here where Patrick's like, this is your good ear. Right. And just fires his gun, like right against Stallone's yeah, head. And this is where it goes downhill. In my opinion, we get death. Deaf, deaf hearing. I think this is so cool. I don't like it. It's just, uh, it's the slow motion. The <laughs> I think it's cool. It's just unique. I've just never quite seen something like it. Uh, before. It's not what I want in my shooting scenes. Yeah, well, great stuff of like still. You just see Stallone walking down the road holding a shotgun mm -hmm. and high pitched whining. You yeah, see a dog barking, I, but there's no noise. I might fast forward through a lot of the scene already. <sighs> Man, oh well. But I mean. We'll fast forward through it too. I mean, the long and sh long and short of it is like Stallone comes up, shoots everybody. Yeah, like the the older guy fire draws on him. Stallone fucking pumps a shotgun round into him. And he, uh, we see also that bad guys are horrible shots as well because he shoots that Stallone and misses wide right. Yeah, and freaking and Scott Norwood was Robert, more accurate. Robert Patrick draws on him, but then there's Ray Liotta. He's From the beginning of the movie. Ray Liotta with a fucking cigarette dangling yes. from his mouth, just. <laughs> 
blows Robert Patrick away. Uh, uh, Stallone sees the... It's a very anticlimactic ending, I feel like. The thing is, it's one of those things where it's like, this movie just is not an action movie. Like, this is very, like, you get shot and you go down. And it all happens really fast, you know? Like, I just, like, occasionally I like that, like, weirdly realistic mm. shootout stuff sometimes. But uh, we do, and we did get a scene earlier of, like, Ray Liotta's, like, talking to us, what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking to? God damn it. And you see him, like, pull a Yui, and he's, mm. like, heading back. You're like, oh, yeah, the cokehead's gonna, like. <laughs> oh, my God, morality. <laughs> uh, he fires on Harvey Keitel through the window. Uh, Stallone goes in. Uh, Keitel gets the drop on him, but Leota fires on him. Stallone whips around, shoots Keitel. Keitel's shot in the gut. Just, and oh, brutal. We, we still got deaf vision, and we see Cartel just say, he's like, can't hear you, Ray. Yeah, like, Keitel's, like, saying something. He's just like, I can't hear you, Ray. Also just literally kills the man in front of his own yes. wife, which is insane. Who's holding, who's holding her dog. And yeah, like... I, credit to that actor. She looks, like, mm-hmm. genuinely shocked and terrified yeah. in a way that i'm like that's i guess that's the look that Good would job. be on your yeah. face also like rapport's like halfway out the window too, yeah. which is just very a- odd is, it's a very <laughs> odd scene along with the <laughs> yeah uh we get like a wild scene where because because stallone did catch a bullet in the in the back like, shoulder, did he but, walk all the way to new york i mean i don't i assume leota drove him yeah probably but like leota's actually like they have rapport He's helping Stallone through. All these cops are like mobbing him. Yeah, and and Leonardo just keeps saying, "You got his ear shot, eardrum shot," and he got and De Niro's trying. To, I, I got him. It's okay. I got. I got him. I got him. Yeah, and you see a little little credit to De Niro because like he kind of set these dominoes and like I said, he's like mm-hmm. that cupcake stirs up any trouble. It's we'll very, have a case it's again. Very, you brought it up, but it's very Hugh Laurie esque in Street <laughs> Kings how. Hugh Laurie pretty much like poked and prodded Keanu Reeves to get him to do the dirty work. Yeah, and, and you see, you see when De Niro sees like the bloody Stallone, he does like look genuinely like, oh fuck, like okay, like I wanted him to like investigate. I don't know if I wanted it to go this fucking far, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, they grab him. We get like a big old just chunk of radio exposition yeah. where they're like, uh, the we cop, get- the cops were arrested. Four cops here. Yeah. Yeah, the- is this her- is this the Geraldo scene? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we we skipped over also when Stallone's going through all the files and we get the chill cold cop agrees to testify against the 37th precinct. It's like, I wonder why they don't actually do that. Yeah. It's like, what world is say this guy's testifying this guy right here. <laughs> it's it's not good. No, it's not realistic at all. But yeah, we get we get we get all like I have to imagine this was like producer note stuff where it's like we need a radio voice to say he gets his hearing back mm-hmm. and that Superboy's on trial and that the corrections officer that killed that one guy that while he was in prison got arrested. And that Fig <laughs> Z is testifying and turning state's witness against all the activities of 37 pre- precincts. Yeah, it's like, it's not necessary. And then but... to help it all, Gennaro gives us his voice to top it off like the entire 37 precinct was arrested. And... Yeah. We, we see uh, Stallone sort of like looking out over the river, but this time he's smiling a little bit. He's almost at peace with being a sheriff and he doesn't need to be a cop. Yeah. And it's also like he did something heroic and he stood up for himself. We, his, uh, Emerson shows up, Freddy, Freddy. Mm-hmm. He's like truck jackknifed over on route five. We need to go. And Stone's like, okay. And then just bam credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's yeah. the movie. <laughs> yes. Also, I will agree with, uh, we skipped over the De Niro Stallone thing and kind of just De Niro makes the points like, you got nothing to do here. Like I'm trying to give you something to do. You look like you need something to do. Yeah, exactly. It's like 
Try, he's I, trying to motivate yeah, him. It's so good. Like I can going over the De Niro scenes and where because he said the same thing. He's like, I know you. I I'm IA. I know you look at me as a guy who watches cops, but yeah, yeah, you definitely watch cops too. Yeah, he's trying to find common ground with like them. How, like how's a sh- how's a sheriff? There's a lot of things in this town that makes people uncertain. Yeah, it's so De Niro is just the best in this. It sucks to be only him for like four scenes, but everything, every scene he's in, he's so good. It's funny too because as much of a murderous row as this cast is, it is very much like a lot of these people would go on to mm-hmm. become bigger than they were, and so it just feels like maybe it feels like Mangold just like had his finger on the pulse of like the casting, and I, I can't Im- I, don't, I didn't look up the budget for this movie, but I can't imagine it was massive. I have to. I also uh, would would guess yeah. that uh, a decent chunk of it went to paying for those four days that. De Niro shot on uh, the movie. Budget, budget was fifteen million. That's yeah, it's pretty small for a movie like this. I uh, mean, it's nine, it's mid nineties, and Stallone is like Stallone was kind of on the downturn. This is after freaking uh, definitely. This is after Assassins, Antonio Banderas, Antonio Banderas bombed. <laughs> like Robert's wrath. I mean, it's funny because I mean, just randomly on uh on on the Levitar podcast was just. Like, because Levitar's like, Amin's been been doing and trying out Antonio Banderas accent, and he's doing it. I'm like, what is this? And then, because <laughs> Cinephobe is, they, I always think it's crazy how always on time they are, because at like five in the morning on Thursday, the podcast is up, because they shoot it so early, obviously, but it just made me laugh, because like, that's why Amin was doing Antonio Banderas <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> Robert like, Rath. Robert Rath. You can't shoot me through the glass, can you? Uh, <laughs> I detest it. Maybe it wasn't made in America. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, Puss in boots. Puss in boots. <laughs> like, uh, well, maybe, maybe I'm the best. I can never be the best as long as you're around. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that. I think I own that movie and I've uh, never watched it. I remember it. watching, it's very early, like, I just watching that, I don't know why, just, it sucked me as a kid watching that with my parents and just, like, I remember the scene in the cab where it's like, Robert Roth, he can't shoot me through the glass, I was like, and then he's putting the boys like, what about number 10 that he looks like I could shoot, like, that, that's a that's a uh, a really early Wachowski yeah. script, isn't it? Yeah, they had the Wachow- <laughs> yeah the Wachowskis read it, but they uh, disowned it because they didn't want to be associated with it. That was before Bound, even Wachowski. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wild. What a weird movie. Uh, it's <laughs> definitely. And then it's Antonio Banderas went way over. <laughs> like it's such it's so overactive, but so good. And then you know, me going over the one scene that's in the trailer that's deleted, where it's like. Uh, where he's walking through the cemetery, he's like, uh, what are you looking for? I'm looking for someone. He's like, okay, I tell you where they're, where, what's their grave number? They're not dead yet. <laughs> oh, Robert Rapp. So silly. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's, that's in the cop land. I guess yes. uh, that leads us to our final thoughts yes. and ratings. Rating, final thoughts, your final thoughts. I'll go to you first. Um, I said before we started the podcast, I really like this movie. Yes, uh, I, I, you know, there was moments where I was watching it where I was like, I'm worried Justin's going to be bored by this. This is not an action movie. It's like when you see Sly Sloan, you kind of have a certain expectation. Yes. I think that might what killed my joy for his character in this. Uh, the action boys, uh, they also mentioned like, you know, they, they, they're old enough that they like went and saw this in theaters, like mm-hmm. they're big Stallone heads, yeah. uh, but they were young, you know, they would have been like in their early twenties at the time, mm-hmm. uh, 97. And they, at the time they didn't, appreciate it and now that they're older they're like 
actually this movie is fucking awesome and i love the drama and it's just so well made and i'm in that zone in my life yeah. now where i just am like the scenes where stallone looks at leota leota looks at edie falco mm-hmm. edie falco looks at stallone and there's this weird tension like i fucking love it I, awesome. I love how morally gray this movie is i love how you know i mean ultimately like i've jokingly said on the show but not jokingly because i really mean it but like i'm not a big fan of the police uh it's kind of fun to watch a movie that is just about like yeah a lot of cops are pieces of shit uh but i mean ultimately our hero is also kind of a cop but it's just like i just i think this movie is really it's also really weird with the day's day and age with all the like obviously with the poor police shootings and poor police the police brutality like yeah i mean seeing chokehold cop like post like but, but they put you in a position like in michael rav position where you feel bad for him in that situation where because like well like if i like if i'm carrying myself and i someone pull and i tell someone i'm trying to chase someone down who sides like me and they have like a fake gun or something that looks like a gun it's like you know if i'm carrying what am i gonna do with that situation you know yeah and i like in this movie that because something a lot of people won't i've noticed that i consider myself an extremely like left-leaning a liberal person but mm-hmm. i have noticed that uh certain people that i would consider like in my camp have a tendency to have really hard stances on things which i tend to disagree with i i i'm a big believer in the idea that like nothing is black and white nothing is as it seems mm-hmm. and the most shitty racist person you know is like somebody's favorite uncle mm-hmm. you know like it's like that guy is like legitimately a racist who thinks like slavery should still be legal, but also he's always been really nice to his niece and like gives her presents and shit. And I like watching a movie like this where it's like Harvey Keitel and Robert Patrick are like true pieces of shit, but they have like families. Like Keitel tries to protect his nephew. Like they, they do still, those kinds of people do still care about their families mm-hmm. and like their people. And like I like seeing the, the layers of people, the complexity, the layers? and I think this movie captures that really well. Uh, it's awful also, well. this movie fucking cruises. It's an hour and forty minutes. It like, it's, it feels <laughs> it it felt long at times with the amount of slow scenes. Sure, that, like you like them, but the amount of staring with no payoff and the amount of like. Although I do one thing I did like. I will. This is the first scene with uh, Leona and Stallone when he's playing pinball. He like Leona says something to him, and obviously to play up Stallone's death, he goes, "What? What'd you say?" Mm-hmm. Which, which is something you don't really see. They usually movies mm-hmm. really get into shit like that. I will say also to combat your like you, someone who is a really racist person who believes slavery should happen, but they're generally a good person. Someone I won't name names or where I know <laughs> them, but no, it's bad. It's bad. Someone who I don't think horribly about, who I think generally is a good person that I like to talk to you. I remember just being at like one of the, a party they were having people and they like play music. And it's modern music a little bit and stuff. And then it comes on a song where literally the chorus is. If the South would have won, we'd have made. It's like, (laughs) well, it's like, uh, yeah. It's just I, you know, there's there's people that are like, there's people I know that are like, if you, if 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 you have someone in your life that voted for Trump and you haven't disowned them, you're dead to me. Yeah, and I'm just like, well, I don't know. Like, look, I hate Trump maybe more than anybody. Same here. Uh, But at the same time, I'm just like, well. I can also psychoanalyze people that were swayed by him and I can kind of, he he got mentioned in the action boys episode because like they met, they pointed out like the New York tabloids are all the papers that they read in, in this movie. Mm -hmm. They love giving people little nicknames, Superboy and, and chokehold cop. 
And like, that was like Trump's bread and butter. It's like sleepy Mike. He doesn't yes. know what's going on. Uh, sleepy he, Joe. Sleepy Joe. He, he uh, loves. Ro- he was, he called a Kim, he was called M- <laughs> Kim Jong-un rocket man. Like he loves giving people nicknames because he knows the power of that. Yeah. Like, like there's, there is like a, as, as much as I think Trump is a genuine, genuine moron, like he knows how to play the press. He knows how to like be on camera. There's a reason why. There's also, there's so many, like you talk about people's belief. We don't come from a very open-minded place in the country. Okay. But that's what I always put to. Well, the, in this movie, they mentioned like the mayor, the like a bold choice by the mayor. He's deciding to like wave this cop stuff. Yeah. He's always counted on the cop vote. And I can tell you definitively that in this, in the city that we are currently sitting in right now, mm-hmm. our city council routinely bends over and takes up the ass from our police force and our yeah. firefighters because major chunks of their voting base are big mm-hmm. supporters of the cops and firefighters yes. and or are cops and firefighters. Mm-hmm. And like, that is the way the world works. Yes. And this movie isn't well, those, cute about it. Like, well, I, poli- I like how realistic it well, is. Police and FDR unions also hold a lot of money. Yes. Very like much. A lot so. of money, a lot of power. And they, they can, in this movie, like it's one of those movies that's like, did this movie change well, the world? No, but ca- I, I just like a movie that's like, yeah, there's all I this fucked up shit that happens. I can't remember. Joe Rogan had like a political guy on there. He, he's not, I can't, he's very, he's one of the, like, I think they, the people they call old school Democrats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. He always says like, we don't, our vote doesn't elect presidents. Wall Street elects presidents. Yeah. I mean, it's like that Key and Peele sketch I always talk about. It's like, it's like, well, our votes are more like suggestions. Uh, there's this thing called the electoral college. Is like, are you saying our votes don't matter? Uh, like, it's just like the yeah. whole everything's like so fucked. I mean, yeah. we, we talked about the Epstein stuff. We talked. Yeah. I like this movie for that though. Yeah. I like how like pathetic Stallone's character is. I like that his sad little redemption arc is like kills a couple corrupt cops and then just just kind of like satisfied at, with himself. I'm, I'm uh, at peace now. The uh, woman I love told me I'm disgusted, so I'm good. Yeah, it, it's just really interesting. It's not a happy ending, really. Not really, no. I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, uplifted by the end of it, but I kind of like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about what I was going to give it earlier today, and I've been trying to take, uh, you'll hear it on some of my episodes that come out, but I've been referencing it a lot lately because I've been trying really hard to shy away from the point fives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that puts me in a dangerous position here because I'm between an eight and a nine on this movie. Uh, and oh, damn. I think I like this movie enough to give it a nine, honestly. Oh, damn. I think this is a really good movie. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> for me, it's definitely a good movie, even though it's not actually, I can appreciate performances like De Niro and Cattell are awesome in this. And yeah, I love Peter Berg. Like there's nobody really giving a Stallone. You've kind of, he's not, uh, doing, I always thought like Stallone is so unmotivated in this movie, but I think he's just. They really hammer it. You have to be pathetic. You have to be pathetic. And well, his literally his job, yeah. his literal job is to just look the other way. I and he has agreed to do that for but so many years. times. I put it in my head like, like Keanu Reeves as shit as a piece of shit cop, and they're like, <laughs> just in my head how I would make. Although I'm making it more actiony and more my view, what I really like. Just imagine yeah. if it was like a. The sheriff was this like dethroned cop for whatever reason that you know, but but uh, freaking Cattell threw him a threw him a bone. Like I'll make you the sheriff, just look the other way. Like he owes something to Cattell, but he's still like a badass who's just choosing not to be a badass. Like yeah, like I, I to me, I'm just imagining Keanu Reeves in this role so much where it's like <laughs> like uh, or like the scene where she pulled him over, let him go. 
just let him go. He, you don't need to be a badass here. <laughs> I just imagine that. Where yeah, it's like, you can let him go. Are you mad? <laughs> Are you good and mad? No, nobody, nobody's getting away. <laughs> oh, you're supposed uh, to do your Gary Busey you, that you oh, love yeah. so much. <laughs> of course I'm mad. <laughs> I want two meatball sandwiches. Uh, I, I, I like. What, what does time in the middle of pool have to do with police work? I'm very good at police work. Because it's, it's like, other than the ham-fisted stuff of, you have no authority here, or Ray Hood being like, you were cucked by that cop, and aren't you feeling like a little bitch? Like, there is a lot of, like, subtle, like, he does a, like, I mean, they show you that picture of, like, him and Harvey Keitel, yeah. like, at, at his was, birthday party, where yeah. Stallone looks all fucking wasted, yeah, and Keitel's got, like, his well, arm that, around him. Well, that's him like, <laughs> that, well, that was the one skin where De Niro's still going to lines, like, of course, you, uh, you watch cops, too. I watch cops too. Unfortunately, my jurisdiction ends at the George Washington Bridge. I can't come over here. Yeah, uh, I think uh, it's I think it's an incredible movie. Yes, I, I think James Mangold's an incredibly underrated director. I think hot take. I think Sly's an incredibly underrated actor. You definitely brought me back. <laughs> I was really wanting to kill his performance more, but I'm definitely more into it now. I just think like it's really, really, and I've seen so many bad movies. I've seen so many bad performances. Mm-hmm. You simply cannot teach. There are tons of scenes in this movie where you see Stallone and the, the shots on Stallone's face, and you can tell he's thinking about stuff. And that's actually surprisingly hard to convey. Mm-hmm. And he does that all in this movie very effectively. So yeah, I'm comfortable just being like, fuck it, it's a nine. It's a nine for me. I think this movie's incredible. Uh, how about you? All right, just give me a minute here. i got to <laughs> set up my... Set up your no. I'm go. I'm going through my. I have a. I have a net. Well, I have an entire folder dedicated to like this whole podcast and stuff like that. No, I have my movie ratings. Oh, sure, I, sure, yeah. I have to update them. Nice. So my ratings are all over the place. It drives Jake nuts. Yeah, uh, I mean, you feel what just you so be- you know. Just the lowest rating on my list is uh the Predator uh, one. The highest rating I have is an eight, which is the gentleman and Hollywood Homicide holds Wild. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, Jake was very disappointed when I gave the Nice Guys a six last episode. I yeah. just, man, I, I remember why because I edited the Nice Guys episode very recently uh, before this recording. And I just, you, was, I, you were like, because because when we when you gave the Nice Guys a six, I was like. What did you give Hollywood Homicide? And you said eight, and I just sighed very deeply. Well, it's well, Hollywood Homicide's movie that I love, and I can't replace. I, re, I well, that's the point of the show is like you, yes. you, I, you genuinely like nostalgia is a real thing that I think people kind of forget to acknowledge sometimes. Where it's like if you grew up watching a movie, you're just gonna like it. It, yeah. it just and you can't speak that, and that's the point. It's like. We watch them. We watch Hollywood Homicide. Like, you can't separate yourself from nostalgia. Like, and, Me having never seen it before, I'm kind of like just, it was kind of just stuff that we're definitely into. Like you, I remember re-listening to the Hollywood Homicide episode. You were dragging on how they're at the scene for so long. I'm like, I love that kind of stuff, though. I love the investigating. I love the theories. I love. Wait, what do you think here? Uh, it looks like he came this way. Came this way. He's wearing size shoes. This. I I love that investigating I, part. I am. I, I remember I think in that episode too because I remember I was genuinely trying to convey how much I there was a moment when I was watching the movie where I genuinely thought are we going to spend the rest of the movie here <laughs> like I really thought I like they the might spend the rest of the movie what, what the I love about that movie though is just your low energy at the beginning then in the middle there's so many times where we're laughing about the movie and you're like yeah that was actually really good and then we <laughs> ended and it's like we ended on a good note though and it's like <laughs> I like that kind of stuff, though, where, like, I'm, like, here, like, same thing with here, where I came in one to shell, like, 
I just so you know, I had the idea in my head, like, am I gonna have to shit on Sylvester Stallone like I shat on Russell Crowe here? Because, mm. but like, but then you honestly convinced me. He's like, oh, he is really acting, and he did <laughs> pretty much go into like a method acting character for this character. So I'm brought around. Uh, you know, this movie. Uh, I re- I like this movie as well. I love this. Any scene, any scene where we can get De Niro and Cattell just ass offing each other back and forth, yeah, and then we very get much. De Niro yelling, giving Casino. It's this is around the same time as Casino because yeah. like, his voice is still very like I'm hearing so much of the Casino voice because obviously as De Niro ages, he's got different voices here and there. Yeah, totally. This is still his mid '90s voice where it just captures your attention and just makes you want to shut up and listen so bad. Yeah, it makes you re- it makes you really be like, wow, when's the last time he yelled in a movie? You know. When, when it wasn't just, yeah, I, I got you, nipples. If you, don't, if you don't fucking tell us when, no, you're going to be off the force. God, he's so, yeah. it's so hard to make, it's, he, a, it's, it, a, it's so hard to yell and not have it seem like shitty. Yeah. Uh, and, and Kaitel and De Niro can fucking yell mm-hmm. and make it like good. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't think of it like I found the whole, I found the dial, the line where he tells someone, is like, yeah, this is the plan of a boy. You fucking drew on the back of a matchbox card. You didn't read the cards. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that whole line is so good where it was like, I find men. I bring them in here because this is the way we want to live. Make it our own. Like, yeah. this is a boy's plan you're bringing me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so this has such, it's not typically my cup of tea movie. I'll agree with that. But the performances are just so fucking good. And mm. it's cops. And Rappaport is really good as a sympathetic character who is just like in too deep. Yeah. De Niro, he could be, he's, he's such a good cop. I feel like too, where he goes yeah. into like explain cop theories. Cattell is good. Stallone brings me around this. I you know this was trending. Like I said, for me, a like movie has to be above a five. This was trending in the six area, but after everything we've gone through where you've explained and just re-listening to it. The ending, I wasn't a fan of, but I can understand people for those that like that kind of thing. It's something different. Not my cup of tea, but I still, I want, I give this a seven. I gotta give it a seven. Wow. Yes. Very Yes, happy. it's very good. It <laughs> hooks me. I will probably watch scenes. I'll watch, if I see you again, I'll watch it again just to see De Niro scenes and Cattell scenes and Peter Berg's even really good at it. There's just oh, so yeah, many. Totally. Leota's good. Like there's so, there's no one really bad in the movie in my opinion. Yeah. It's a weird mix of like the it's ca- cosmic gumbo. <laughs> it's, it's a cosmic gumbo. It's a little bit Michael Mann. Definitely a lot Tarantino. Uh. <laughs> That's my rate. Uh, watch, watch. I think you should leave. Whatever. Uh, th- it's a, it's an interesting combination of uh, a really good cast. But the thing is, like, even with a good cast, like I've seen every good actor be bad in movies, and so mm-hmm. I, I think just Mangold, I think he just like knew how to direct these guys and like tell them, like, especially Stallone. That's the yeah. that's the Ooh. standout for me. Where I I know internally, Stallone was probably screaming the entire movie and. But because well, what, he had to, what, sh- what, what if I just you know punch him in the face here? They were joking like, he's like, "Hey, James, like, how, how am I supposed to fire the shotgun when I got a boxing glove on? Maybe I could just like punch him." It's like, what? Why do you have a boxing glove on? <laughs> oh yeah, you know, like I. How about how about when I mean I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let Cattell talk to me that way. So how about I say something back about how I'm gonna fuck him up? Or yeah, something what like if that? I just punch everybody in the bar? Like, oh, and also like. You know, De Niro, he was in Raging Bull, but you know, Rocky, he's a better boxer than 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 Jake LaMotta. Like maybe we have like a boxing match or something. Like just like thinking about all the insane thoughts that yeah. were probably spinning around yeah. Stallone. Yeah. I, like, and yet we get this performance. Like I just think it's so fun. I, I'm I'm <laughs> scrolling through the uh trivia right now in the sandwich scene with De Niro he said apparently that was uh Stallone's first day shooting and uh they 
uh, the sandwiches were improv because that was the actor's act, that was Robert De Niro's actual lunch oh, sandwich. No, he that just was his actual it. lunch. It's, yeah. it's so anemic. Uh, I hate so, that sandwich. But they, they, they don't give they don't give you napkins. They don't give you napkins. Do you want this? What am I supposed to do? And, here? and then the and then what's his face? The uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Malik. Malik Yoba. Yeah, he like walks over and gives him. He hands him like a tissue box, and like De Niro's just like, foof, 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 like takes like three. Have you ever tried to wipe your hands with tissues? It's the worst. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, <laughs> they're not. Good, they're not good substitute napkins. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, but you know, speaking of other actors, speaking of other movies, I mean. I guess we. Uh, I guess we have to so, do recommendations. So you know, uh, the reason why Stallone uh, did, did so well in this maybe was more coachable. He wanted this film to be the thing that pulled him out of his slump. I mean, it's impressive that he was willing to like gain this weight because he apparently lost the weight so quickly you can almost kind of yeah. notice some of the reshoots where he looks a little thinner because he was like, like, and that's another thing. Their action boys were joking about. They're like, you know, on set he was like. Yeah, I was like drinking ice cream, and I, you know, normally I'm more fit than this. And it's like, yeah, Stallone, we've seen you. Like, <laughs> everyone's seen Rambo too, yeah. man. <laughs> it's like we know you can get cut. It's fine. We believe uh, do you. You, <laughs> you want to hear the actress considered for the role of uh, Freddie Henlon or whatever? It oh, is? interesting. Uh, only one of them I think would have worked. <laughs> uh, number one is uh, Tom Cruise was considered. Oh God, would have been awful. Oh no. Number two was Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, no. this is the only one I think would have been good. Uh, John Travolta. Yes, yes, he would have just been like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I prefer Stallone. Yeah, but, but... he did very well. Yes. <laughs> just think of Travolta though in his like savages role, this suppressed cop. Definitely. Like, what, what am I gonna do? Travolta here? is an, is a legitimate maniac psycho. But again, another guy who I think we easily forget. Travolta's fucking good, man. When he's good, he's good. Like go go back and watch Blowout. Or even like, look who's talking. God, he's he's great in those movies. I just I think he was in a Super Bowl commercial last year where he was like reenacting the Grease sing along. Yeah, like, God damn, he still got it. Uh, he so... looks crazy as fuck with a bald head now. But <laughs> th th thank you, Pitbull, for convincing Travolta to shave his head. Oh, what a what a weird relationship. Oh, uh, <laughs> Gary Sinise, aka Lieutenant Dan, was also offered the role. Oh, Gary Sinise is good. He's very monotone. What am I supposed to do? Like, was David Caruso after him? I think Stallone just, I just think he super works in this role. And also just like playing a half deaf guy where his like weird ass voice totally works. There was a, uh, Action Boys, they're, they're, they do a bonus episode every month and they always play audio from something. They, they did an audio from an interview for the, uh, Expendables 3 uh, and they're like Stallone. Do you have any like advice for like up and coming actors? He's like, you just gotta know what your role is. Like, you, you look at me. It's like, hey, I'm not gonna play like a Shakespearean actor or whatever. It's like, it's nice to see he's gotten a little bit of humility in some of his older age or whatever. Mm. But he also is just like, uh, he did that show recently, like Tulsa King, and they actually said in in the context of the show that he was 75. And I remember they were saying like, wow, I can't believe he let them call himself. 75 yeah. years old <laughs> like, I'm, I'm always 30 come on now <laughs> yeah. how about i have a thing where i like age in reverse but it's not a total thing i go back to 30 then i go back to 40 i just go back and forth yeah he's he's a true lunatic uh is there anything you'd like to recommend or do you want me to go uh, first you uh, kind of saw uh, street king's a very good one very similar sure, yeah, almost yeah. like in a modern day of remaking this movie i imagine where they instead of making the pathetic this pathetic uh person they make him this badass who is forced to be a sheriff against his will almost because 
uh, you know, Cattell, he owes Cattell something, which I think also works as well if you want to make it more action-y. I say you probably lose a lot of the good acting deals, but, you know. But Street King's definitely, uh, just because there's a lot, because, uh, you know, Peter Berg and, uh, you know, Method Man is in it as well. I think someone else was movie, uh, The Great White Hype, which is more comedy. But I really like that movie. I almost want to recommend it here, but comedies don't go well with people, I feel like, so I kind of don't want to do it. Well, it's just, like, comedy is so subjective. Yes. But it, it's also tough. Co- comedy's also probably aged the most, like, milk, too. Mm. Where it's, like, humor Humor is very specific, and it's hard to it's hard to watch something that's, like, from a couple decades ago and have it, like, hit the same Mm. Like I like I think about the two thousands where there was just a certain brand of humor that was very in vogue for a while the uh, American Pie yeah. uh, out cold mm. uh, humor that we I'm, just quickly moved past. Uh, you look at my <laughs> smile. It was like I moved past it. <laughs> oh, that's old school was on TV the other day. I watched a little bit of that. that oh movie, yeah, that movie sure. makes me laugh so fucking hard. That being said, like I still reference forgetting Sarah Marshall all the time. So it's like it wasn't you that said that's like one of your favorite comedies oh, of all just, time. A hundred percent. I love that movie. I just talked about it the other day because I was telling my dad the next time I do karaoke, I'm going to do uh, Jason Siegel's Dracula mm-hmm. song. Like, and if I see Van Helsing, I swear to the Lord, I will slay him. <laughs> and then at the very end, die, die, die. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and then when Mila couldn't see something, she's like, when I see Van Helsing, I swear to the <laughs> She's like making fun of it. It's so good. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> There's like so many random scenes in that movie too, where uh, he's like, I can name every state. I can name every fish of every state. And he's like, okay, name this. And he like riffs off that like random Hawaiian <laughs> fish or whatever. And then, you know, speaking of our cinephobe love, they do, uh, did I say love? Uh, Jesus <laughs> I Christ, I have been drinking. Uh, speaking of our mutual cinephobe love, cinephobe love is, is hard to say back to back, actually. But they do the, uh, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> the serial dog jacker is killing again. It's like, they don't want music, they just want tones. <laughs> uh, what do they say? It's like, the serial dog rapist is at it again. The owners are dead, but at least the dogs are happy. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, oh, God, I love that movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, uh, so Street Kings, anything else? Uh, this is Street Kings, Great White Hype. I'm trying to think. Uh, De Niro, uh, De Niro, Casino, definitely, because you get, you get a lot. Of, I'm, mean, I'm happy with a Casino shout yeah. out. I think... I think people look past that movie a lot. Like even on the the episode I did with Andrew for The Aviator, he was kind of like, "Ah, eh, Casino kind of isn't great." And I'm like, "I love Casino." I feel like I feel like because it came after Goodfellas, everybody's so in love with Goodfellas, and it's always the second attempt. It's like, man, but I like I said, I've only seen bits and pieces of Goodfellas, but I prefer Casino just because just so much of De Niro and. Yeah, I'm 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 tough at that. Like I do think Goodfellas is like genuinely a masterpiece, but. I like Casino. I yeah. like it. I just that's that's like a that's like a what I describe as like a warm bath movie <laughs> where it just feels like sinking into a warm bath and it just like I can throw Casino on and just vibe with it. Yeah. Like it's a long ass movie, but the scenes are entertaining. Like Sharon Stone and and uh James Woods are fucking fantastic in that movie. Joe Pesci 
is just, I mean, unhinged. Just, uh, it's so good. Like, oh, freaking Sharon Stone's such a piece of shit. In that movie. <laughs> Her hair might as well just be slipped back. She, <laughs> she's the only woman in the Dangerous Knights crew. <laughs> she's so great, though. Uh, it's God, man. <laughs> and also, just I always quote this scene where the, uh, Joe Pesci's like torturing somebody, and he's like. It was Charlie M. He's like, Charlie M? Charlie M, you did this for Charlie M, that motherfucker? He's like, you made me stick ice picks in your balls for Charlie M, you motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> he's like, put this guy out of his misery. And, and you even hear him like moaning in the back. He's like, kill me. Uh, like, it's so brutal. <laughs> yes. I, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't really know. I'm kind of like, we have to talk about Stallone, but I don't really know what to say. It's all the big ones. Like, I grew up with the Rocky movies. Like, I do like Cobra. It's silly, but it's fun. I slept. I just know. I just assume that's where Sefo gets the Cobra formula. Uh, you know, you know, I think this one's a little slept on. Demolition Man. I, do, I, I still have to see. I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. I, I genuinely like Demolition Man. A tango in cash. It says that Sylvester Stallone's in Clute. I don't even know what the fuck that is. He must be an extra. Like he must be like barely in that movie. But yeah, uh, Clute has nothing to do with this. But uh, I'm trying to think like cop dramas, like dramas, so, thrillers, like um, Judge Dread. <laughs> Judge Dread. <of laughs> that movie, that surprised me how much I like that movie. Mostly because Armand Asante is just so fucking like you haven't seen it in a while. If you got just look up clips of Armand Asante and he is fucking. It's like an unhinged performance that is like, man, this should have been done in a good movie. Oh, Kaitel. How could I not have mentioned Dust Till Dawn with Kaitel? I love that movie. Uh, I like that movie. Eh, it's, it's, it's a vampire movie, so meh. Spoilers. It's not a vampire movie until halfway through. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I don't do vampires, don't do zombies. So, uh, the only vampire movie I probably fuck with is Blade. You don't do zombies? No, Just I don't. Just in like general? No, I couldn't tell you one zombie movie that I like and enjoy watching. Here's one that I'll say, and this is a movie I've been meaning to do, the, do for the podcast for years. Uh, I've not seen it, but I recently listened to the Action Boys do Bad Lieutenant. Uh, uh, the one with Nicolas Cage? <laughs> that's the sequel. Oh, the sequel. Uh, Port of uh, Call, Port no, of I, New Orleans. I, that, oh, I didn't know that. I only seen that one. I know uh, it was the first one. The OG Bad Lieutenant is Harvey Keitel, and he is a dirty cop who... It's just, it's like 90 minutes of Harvey Keitel being a scumbag cop. And I haven't seen it. I've always wanted to watch it. Abel Ferrara is the one that directed it. Hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of an Abel Ferrara fan, even though I've only seen a couple of his movies. He directed Miss 45, which is a favorite of mine. But I think if you want to see shitty cops being morally gray, actually Harvey Keitel, as far as I understand it, he's just a true piece of shit in that movie. <laughs> and also if you want to see his dick, uh you can you can always check out bad lieutenant uh and then and it's one of these days i'll do the original bad lieutenant and then i'll just i'll rip the bandaid off and do the nick uh, cage bad lieutenant movie too it's really bad i don't have a stallone guilty pleasure really that i would really enjoy watching really it's tough with him right it's just it's either really good or just it's either a good movie or this movie where he's just jerking himself off for the whole movie yeah the closest i have i think is demolition man like bull in the head i would not go in cash maybe i would not recommend bull to the head because he just thinks he's a badass in that movie and it's just like as he and it doesn't help the villain is jace momoa who is like looks like every word every definition of badass in that movie and then, yeah i mean i would I, just, I would advise people to if if you kind of haven't 
If you haven't revisited the original Rocky movie in a long time, never, I think that movie is a genuine never masterpiece. Never seen the original. I've seen. You've never seen the original Rocky movie. No, I told you. I've only seen. I've only seen. Uh, I've seen three. I've seen four. I've seen bits and pieces of five. I've seen all of uh, the sixth one. And I've seen all the Creed movies. You've seen all three Creed movies? Yes. I've only seen the first Creed movie. Uh, that's uh, the best one. Yeah, as far as I understand. The, the third one's pretty good just because it sucks with all the shit. But Jonathan Major's really good, but there's so much. Yeah. <laughs> there's Well, not just that, but like the second and third one, you can see the first The first one is like something they let Ryan Coogler just kind of put together with like, and we'll see if this works. And it worked really well. So the second third one was like, this person has to get their hands in it and rearrange and mangle it to our liking yeah. where it's like, like the first one, like in, like in the first movie, Creed fights all these people for the light heavyweight title of the world. Cause Michael Jordan is obviously a much smaller Yeah, I remember man. you telling and me then, that. And then all of a sudden the second one, he's fighting for the heavyweight title and there's like, what? I just get mad at someone being like, was he fighting for the, no, like, no, he was fighting. No, no. It's heavyweight, heavyweight. Yeah, well, and what's bad? Well, it's, it's my understanding I, that Michael B. Jordan directed the third Creed movie, and it's yeah. actually pretty interesting. Yes. So I'm, I'm good, excited to see where he. I, I, I like Michael B. Jordan a lot. Yeah. What what a, what a fascinating little yeah, career he's had. I, I that was him, that sounded weirdly to me. I didn't mean to say little no, career, like, for, but it's just like thinking of him as like a kid on the wire. Yeah, that, I and think I said how, that. Like, like that's my. Come. I think I told you that's like my. I smile because that's like someone who I like followed like. I think he was like he was super young when I first saw him in the. Have you ever, have you ever heard of a Hardball with Keanu Reeves? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I first saw him, and I didn't even. My brother was like, when we watched The Wire, that's one of the kids from Hardball. I was like, really? He's like, oh, because well, how are you not gonna forget a name like Michael B. Jordan? Ooh, over the top. Uh, yeah, we have to mention. Over I watched. The top. I watched the beginning of that at one of our friends' house. Uh, what a fucking blast that movie! Oh, uh, I just <laughs> I I got I want to watch. Cinephobe does it. always brings up they. Because arm wrestle, I know what it's about. Yeah, he turns like, his head around and gets more power. And, no, and they're like, no, and they always joke at the, like they say, this is a double elimination tournament, and then a single elimination the entire tournament. That happens in movies though, where it's a double elimination and the hero loses, but then they get to the end, but then the final, all they have to do is just win once. They don't have to win twice. They never That's pay a, that off. It happens all that, the time. It, uh, my most, you bring that up. I remember that from uh, Mighty Ducks too. Yeah. Mm. But uh, so Rocky, I will put in the category of alongside Silence of the Lambs of movies I'm scared to do with you because I would lose my mind if you tried to well, what, shit talk them. That but, kills uh, me with the Rocky movies is I it's just it's I just from someone who watches who watch so much boxing and watches so much basically combat sports, just seeing the fake punches and the like. You would lose your mind in the first Rocky yes. movie. Or like the second one, I don't want to watch that one because he wins because they both fall down and he wins because he gets up before Apollo. It's like, that's not, that that would not happen in any fucking boxing match. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, and, and also the thing is with the first Rocky movie, there's a really shitty, sloppy boxing match at the beginning and then there's and then he fights Creed at the end. There is no boxing yeah. in, in the rest of the movie. So the thing is, like, I if we were gonna do Rocky, it's like I'd have to be like, it's not really a boxing movie. Like, there's just he happens to be a boxer. Well, that's like, very much like Copland. It's like it's not a cop action movie. It's no. like a thriller. But yeah. it's a cop. It's a cop drama. Well, I was saying, what's IMBD's uh, tag for it? Well, we have a little bit of time here. Give me a second here. I just uh, there's some light. 
Yeah. Uh, one of the lights in the halls like went off, and I was like, "What time is it?" And yeah, I like, oh. I, I've been keeping track. <laughs> one of the best things I have, I have the I have the view of the clock in our setup here. Uh, we should wrap. Here. Yeah, we can. We don't need to do this. We can wrap it up. Um, I always say, "Do you have anything to plug?" And you always say, "No." Uh, plug. Um, Ghost Energy Drink, delicious, and I am full of energy because I was about ready to fall asleep before I came here. But yeah, da- and, I may have down two of them. Well, one on the way here, then I slowly drank one while we did the podcast. And, so uh, you. You were uh, mad props to you. It was just ghost, not vodka. Meanwhile, yeah. I was over here sipping vodka and yes. ginger beer. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, no, I just haven't been drinking lately as much. I don't know what it is. I would love to get on your level. Um, uh, should I plug something? I don't know. Check out, you know, go go on Spotify and follow the podcast because it's helpful to me. Uh, check out my YouTube channel, Jake Ryan Baker. Uh, just, you know. Even if you don't like the show, just throw it on a computer that you're not even paying attention to. Give me those. Give me those views. I, I will say this is one of my. I, a guy I, I listen to his podcast. He always says like, "Go to Spotify, hit the review, give me five stars. If you give me four stars, I am inclined to believe you are a hater." Yeah, four stars is four stars is worse than one star. Yes, like four stars is like, what do you want? What do you want from me? This is the show. What could I do better? Let me hear. You want to come on the fucking show? One star is like, okay, you didn't get that like, guy on. One star is like, you you hated the show, whatever. Like four stars is like, fuck you. Like <laughs> you wasted your time leaving that review. You like, would... like society's fucked. We all know it's either five stars or bust. Like if your Uber driver doesn't have four point nine stars, then you will cancel them. Like just give me the five fucking stars, you assholes. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, no. I appreciate you recommending Copland. I loved it. Yes. I had a great time I watching saw, it. I saw <laughs> that, and I knew the cast is like, that's it. Uh, but yeah, I think that'll have to do us here. Yep, it's funny. Fuck. There was a moment where we were two hours in. I was like, so like, this is this is my uh, this is my uh, thought process through this episode. <laughs> look over my shoulder because you guys don't know this, but when we're in the studio to face Justin, I look away from the computer that we're recording on essentially. And so I don't really pay attention to the time. So we're talking about like actors in the movie. I look over, holy shit, we're 45 minutes into this episode. We should probably move on. And then we get to, I'm describing the final action sequence. I look over my shoulder. We're only uh, two hours. That's a pretty good time. And then I was like, we're doing well. And then just now I looked over my shoulder and saw two hours and 53 minutes and was like, where the fuck did the last 50 minutes just go? What, what just happened? So, so we should, we need to wrap, uh, as I unfortunately always say at the end of every episode, I'll catch you all on the flip flop later. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. (laughs) Thank you. Fuck you. Bye.